Welcome to the Galaxy of Games, that is, Gamer's Galaxy. I am your host, WT, and I'm here today with my amazing co-host, Rubik, and we'll be taking you on this adventure into space, talking about what is this sorcery? A trading card game where you own your own assets, own your own IP, and engage in excitement and rewards. Rubik, how you doing today, my friend? Uh, I'm very good. I'm pumped for this episode. There's uh, so much going on. We've had a number of uh, interviews and um, some really exciting you know, advancements happening, getting so close to ZKAVM releasing. And our guest, uh, Nikki, has some insights into that as well. So welcome to the show, Nikki. How are you, mate? Thanks, guys. Thanks for that awesome intro. Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy to be here. You're the founder, CEO of What Is This Sorcery, a trading card game. Can you tell us about yourself, uh, your your experience with uh, what's been going on so far with it? And yet, yet it looks like you also pivoted out of Web 2 into crypto games? Um, I wouldn't say Web 2 gaming into crypto games, but, you know, just over two and a half years ago, I was uh, like a co-owner in a marketing agency doing uh, traditional global marketing for uh, some large clients in the cruise industry. And then uh, I kind of transitioned into the Web3 industry with my own marketing agency, focusing specifically on NFT projects. And uh, yeah, to date, like that agency is still alive and we do, we've done over 275 projects. We've helped our clients raise over $175 million of revenue. And, uh, you know, some highlights are obviously Zynga Games. If you guys know Zynga Games, that uh, we helped them launch into the Web3 space. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so what, what's your experience? What, what's your, um, tell us about yourself, uh, Nikki, let's get to know you a bit better. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like I said, I've been in the web three space for just over around two years. And honestly, my entire time in the space has been on the back end of projects, doing a lot of the marketing, a lot of the strategy, uh, for go to markets for a lot of these different brands and projects entering the space. So that's really where my experience lies. Um, to be honest, like when we started building Wits, we had we had no intentions of building a game. It kind of is just something that evolved as we were building, and you know, it turned into a passion project more so than anything. And you know, it's been it's been uh, about 22 months now that we've been developing it. So yeah, I would say to be honest, we myself, I've never built a game before. Our team, we have members on the team who are very experienced, but this is all a new adventure for me and I'm all for it. Having an absolute blast doing it. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what's the story? Uh, how did it go? Tell us the journey. How did it go from being a, something that wasn't going to game to actually something that's a game? Was, was it just, yeah, I'm a bit, a bit uh, intrigued by how something could start off as not a game, but turn into a game. I've heard the other way around. Slack was going to be an MMO and Delisium was going to be a, a first-person shooter and it turned into just an AI project. So what? how did you go from not a game to a game? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a little odd, eh? But yeah. essentially, like, when we were first ideating this project, it was really meant to be a art upgrade for a small alpha group that I actually own and operate. Um, you know, we... 
we'd kind of created this funny little baby art and there's a bunch of these little babies and they signify the alpha group uh, membership and it started as a as an art upgrade really and then over time it, you know we started writing story for the different characters we were building we started integrating the blockchain into it like in terms of telling the story of the blockchain and then we thought we were going to do an animated tv series so we were doing kind of a bunch of animations uh and then you know our true passion like me and the co-founder johnny we we're both big trading card guys collected a lot of trading cards growing up and you know we still play tcg games to this day um so we said you know what why don't we just integrate what we're really passionate about into this project like we're obviously not sure where we wanted to go with it at the time and here we are today we have a, a working prototype of a tcg that's awesome i yeah, you kind of gave you, you gave the secret sauce there to where where this came and the inspiration. Uh, I gotta know what is this sorcery name title? How did you guys come up with that? Is that like an inside joke or something? I I get that kind of vibe. What what's up with the name? I I need to know. <laughs> There's a few like origin like origin stories for the name. I mean, part of it was like the meme of like you know like people saying like what is this sorcery and just getting like confused when something's happening and yes a little bit of that um obviously the blockchain is confusing the people so oh, it's it was, okay well yeah it was also a little a little bit of a, a tidbit at that because the blockchain is not an easy place to traverse and you know whenever i try and explain to people what i do for a living they're like what um <laughs> what is the sorcery so <laughs> there it is and and honestly it works out into a really cool acronym too like wits yep you know get your wits about you I've um seen that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we even named our studio after that, like, um, obviously cause I had the marketing agency, I had to branch out our own studio. So it's called, what is this studio? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's the, uh, what's the go of the game? What's, what's want to give us a rundown of, um, you know, what, what, how the game, what type of TCG it is in, 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 you can go into as much as you want here. Like I'm, I'm actually, it's hard to get a lot of information on what's coming out and I believe it's coming out soon. So what can we expect and how can we learn about this world and what is this world about and how do you play the game? Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of guide you through first, like a little, like a tidbit about what the IP and the story is about, because that's mm -hmm. like where the true magic happens is in the story and what we're trying to do here. And then I'll guide you into the, the TCG. And then we actually have another playable game for the NFT owners and crypto owners and stuff on our, uh, on our website, which is more of like an idled game. So what I'll do is I'll start with the IP and essentially just explain briefly what that is. So what is a sorcery? Essentially, you can think of it as an allegory for the story of Web3, right? So we take all the major historical events that have happened in Web3 um, and we tell them in a more fun, digestible and fictitious manner and really getting people interested in the, the story behind crypto and, and its inception, right? So, you know, we have characters like Vitalik Buterin. Uh, he's the leader of the Light Faction. His character name is Vibu. Uh, we have a character for Gary Gensler. Gary Gensler's backstory is his name was Gargans. He's a space pirate. He's chasing down this powerful magical comet because he wants to destroy it and take its magic. Um, he goes through a little ego death, egotistical death where he basically changes his name to Drath and vows to take over this new planet that he found called Katina. Um, Katina is uh, Latin translated for 
um, chains. So it's the world of chains, which is, I think is pretty uh, interesting and cool to think about. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, obviously there's the actual comet itself that I spoke about with its magical powers, and that comet's called Sadanako. And Sadanako, if you guessed, is based off of Satoshi Nakamoto. And Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's a little a little interesting. So we take a little bit of everything um, in terms of like the world of crypto and its inception and where it all came from. And we kind of change things around and we tell it in a more fun way. It's not as predictable as you think it might be, mainly because we change a little bit of the events here and there so that the story isn't bland. Um, but yeah, if I can, uh, if you guys want to ask anything there, I'm happy to answer and then we'll we'll hop into the next little yeah, cruise I wanted to ask a question about like how are are people outside of crypto going to be able to easily understand like this, or would you think they're going to need crypto uh, back knowledge to really appreciate the story? So that's the cool thing. I, anyways, that's the cool thing that I think about the story is that you actually don't need any knowledge of crypto to understand what's going on. If you think of it as a as a simple villain and hero arc, you have the bad characters, you have the good characters, you have mm. the fight against good and evil. And overall, the, the story is pretty interesting, right? So, like, I mean, maybe just because of me and I'm a nerd and I'm biased, uh, I'm very interested in the story. But I, I've I've shown a lot of people, and they all really think it's it's cool and intriguing. So, no, oh, you got me. Um, I I honestly come into this interview not doing a lot of research because we've got a, I've had a lot to do. I've got a two month old baby, and I'm really excited for it already. Just from what you've said already, so let's keep going. <laughs> Yeah, you got you. You sold me with Gary Gensler being the bad guy. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm in, all in. Where do I get up and take my money? <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys like it. But yeah, um, why don't I hop into like the TCG and how that's going to kind of yeah. play a part in it? Okay. All right. Cool. So essentially, the the actual aspect of the game, you don't need any crypto or any NFTs to be able to play this game. My biggest kind of push for Web3 Gaming is the case where that any gamer can kind of log in, sign up and play a game without any friction. So I've always been a pro, like a pro, uh, less friction is the better, is better. Mainly because if I were to introduce this game to some of my friends in real life, I don't want them to think anything about crypto. I don't want them to have to make a wallet. I don't want them to have to buy NFTs. They should just play a game and the game should be fun to play. If they want to slowly learn about crypto, that's how that's when they start to dip their toes in the in the web3 aspect of the game. So, owning the assets, so owning the NFTs is going to generate rewards every single game. So, what I mean by that is every single competitive ranked game so we obviously have competitive game mode every single competitive ranked game in our um pcg will yield rewards let me just say an arbitrary number of ten thousand. if there's ten thousand in-game off-chain currency available in that game maybe the player himself gets a thousand and then the rewards then are split into the cards that are in that in that winning deck Right, so let's say you guys own one card each, and they're in the winning deck that I just played. You guys will get a portion of those rewards directly into your account because you own the NFTs. Ah, so okay. you can imagine, yeah. So you can imagine as as this game grows and the player base grows, you're earning more and more. 
And you might ask, like, why would I want an off-chain currency on my account? Well, the easy question there, or the easy answer there for me is just those in-game uh, off-chain currencies are going to be uh, redeemable for crypto. So our other, to our actual token, the WITS token, will be redeemable in that aspect so that you can essentially mm -hmm. trade your in-game currency for crypto. Or you can use it, you know, to buy avatars, game boards, uh, packs of cards within the game, all that fun stuff. Yeah, we're seeing is that um, strategy in other games in the immutable ecosystem. Is that is that something that they're passing around as a strategy or something? It sounds very familiar now uh, within the last couple of weeks. Is it a mobile game or is it a desktop we're, game? It's desktop right now. We are going to include mobile uh, in the future. It's just like a matter of the development phases that we're in. But yeah, no, I haven't like immutable hadn't didn't tell us the way that that goes but you know what like it's it's obviously a good idea of how to distribute rewards if everyone's thinking of it and that's the way to go right yeah yeah absolutely. so that's that's how i want it so if everyone's okay. trying to implement it that clearly means that it's a good idea and that people are trying to onboard the right crowd i guess it's it's happening because of the uh regulations mobile, while, while i asked about is it a mobile game is because the app stores aren't allowing crypto directly into to be to be spent for things i think it is in there like i i don't certain limitations what you can do with crypto inside a, a mobile game that's used on the app store so guild guardians uh, a fellow canadian uh if you you know being uh, right now they their model is to have crypto outside of the game because of similar to what you just said yep. yeah to be honest with you mm. yeah exactly so exactly. Yeah, insightful if you didn't know that for sure and you've made this model anyway it's, it's i've always thought it anyway that it makes more sense to get crypto out of the game and just have the, the soft currency and and i always thought that well you could just make it people redeem redeem that soft currency back for crypto whenever they wanted to get out you know and Anyway, we'll see how, how how it all turns out in the long run. But yeah, it's very interesting to see that this style you've gone with. Um, Anything else you want to say about the core mechanics before we uh, hit the next question? I mean, TCGs are relatively simple in their mechanics, right? So the biggest touch point that I would have to say is the hardest part of it is balancing cards and, and constantly, uh, you know, updating the game like that. But other than that, no, I think that I think the model speaks for itself and i think that if you enjoy the ip you'll be able to enjoy the game just as much especially when you talk about like cash tournaments and all that kind of fun stuff so awesome well you've kind of given some of the the pretext of the next question here but is there a is there a longer term strategy that you're looking at down the road i know the game's very new it's it's technically not even out to my recollection uh but is there a, a vision that you have for down the road yeah you know like my whole plan and like the team that we work like our team is very very heavy on going straight to web 2 consumers right like it's kind of like the old saying when you build it they will come mm -hmm. and i think that comes very true for web 3 games when web 3 native people realize that a game is getting a lot of traction they're naturally going to come and gravitate towards it because they want to figure out where the next opportunity is so if you build and your whole entire um, MO is basically targeting the audience that you don't have easy access to, the audience that you have easy access to will end up coming. And that's how you'll you'll grow that community even more. 
so our main attraction is is going directly to like large web two streamers um offering you know sums of money that are substantial to you know for them to put in front of their audience and then offering those same amounts of money to the audiences by you know via tournaments and all that kind of stuff so hopefully that answered that question yeah, and i yeah, didn't just great. Great. what's the long term vision of the ip like you said you've got another game as well is that playable now or is yeah um, so that game is in development and it will be playable um that's that's specifically more for the native crypto people because you know it's like a soft think of it as like an idle game is like a soft staking program where you have your nfts you put them in a soft staking uh we call it an adventure for x amount of time so you have like five different times to choose from like 24 hours all the way up to three weeks the more nfts that you soft you send on an adventure and for the longer period of time you have higher percent chance to get more rare and like legendary materials and you collect those materials and then you go to our crafting machine it's called like the crafting pot oh, wow. and the more yeah the more higher tier items you put into this crafting pot it'll spit out a higher tier or a higher percent chance of a better item so it can go anywhere from you can win let's just say one token right all the way up to like you can win an xbox for example oh wow, oh, wow. right yeah so mm -hmm. i mean the, the prizes and rewards really vary in there physical digital um but yeah any chance of a, a cross synergy with wits in that other game or are you just going to keep them completely separate no, they are so they they are kind of like um, I would I don't want to say interoperable, but they they do live in the same world, right? Oh, so, okay. yeah, they, you'll be able NFT? to earn the in-game currency, the cryptocurrency, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, is the NFTs from Wits the things you stake in this game, or the different different yeah. collections? Same same thing. You'll you'll oh, those okay. NFTs you earn rewards with will also be able to be staked to earn more rewards. Can you play with them when they're staked or is that, is that when they're on the adventure they're not playable so that's the thing is because remember what i said before is you don't need the nfts to play the game those nfts are your driver for rewards right mm -hmm. so you might let's just say that you own one one nft and it's a specific card in the game and then in the actual game you have to go and collect that card by opening packs and stuff right because the in-game assets are different from the nft assets where you'll earn rewards right like yeah, that if that makes sense. sense. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you can play with you can play with any deck you want, but if you've got if you actually own that card when you play it, then it gets you higher rewards. Is that is that how exactly it works? exactly like, exactly? And then so you, even yeah. if like if your brother, sister, mother, or cousin or whatever wants to play the game, and you tell them, hey, use all these cards in your deck because I own them and I want more rewards. If they go play the game and they use those cards in their deck and they win you get the rewards as well as them. So they'll get rewards for winning. You'll get rewards oh, yeah. for them using your cards. So kind of like a rental system? In a sense, yeah. That's, I guess, yeah. an easy way to think about it, yeah. yeah. Mate, we could probably go on all day about this yeah. game. Is there, every time we ask a <laughs> yeah. question, another, no, little, no, another, little, another little gem comes out. So, But in the long term with the IP, is TCG the focus? Or is there a big, you know, does it, is it see how it goes and then what? potential expansion or do you have plans to build something else on top of the tcg and on top of this staking program like a mmo or an arpg or something like that yeah i think that like the minute you get ahead of yourself and you start planning for things like that in the future you start to lose focus of what you know the ip and what the most important part is about 
right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of, we're building our IP out in the form of the TCG and that's the, the direction we're going to focus on. If in the future we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of players and, you know, it's growing and people want more from it, there is the, always the opportunity to go down different routes, you know, animated TV mm-hmm. series, MMOs, whatever it might be. There's always more options in the future, right? So I think right now we're going to focus on the TCG. Uh, I didn't say this, but I, I'll just throw it out there. But the TCG dis- digital and physical, because the physical cards will also come out uh, within the first five to six months or so. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. The that. physical cards are actually. I want. I want to say this kit quick, and I want to sneak it in because I yeah, forgot to mention it. But the physical cards are actually one-to-one matched with every single NFT in the collection. So if we have 100,000 cards, there's 100,000 physical cards in the first limited edition. And those cards, uh, we have this, and it's called an NTAG 213 chip uh, that will live inside of the layers of the card. So when you tap it on your phone, it'll show you the digital version of that card and where you can buy it. And that oh, that card is a sweet. verified... Yeah, the card is a verified piece of our collection, etc. All that kind of fun stuff. Oh wow! I've heard about some of this stuff from other projects, but I haven't seen it incorporated yet. That that's awesome. Um, I don't know if you can say it or not. If you can't, I understand. Uh, Two part question here: uh, Are you going ZK EVM or Stark X? And how has your experience with Immutable been so far? We are going uh, ZK EVM, so we'll launch uh, we'll launch the NFT sale on day one of ZK EVM and then slowly roll out the rest of the project. Um, and my experience with Immutable has been amazing. You know, their team has been super, super helpful, um, you know, showing us all the different tools that they have as part of Immutable, uh, introducing us to their network to basically expand uh, our reach and expand kind of the horizons of what we can do. They've been they've been great the whole entire time in terms of um, from the first meeting that we had with them and their excitement for our project and then you know kind of uh expanding on that the entire way so i i've loved working with immutable so far and i'm excited to get going on the new zk evm powered by polygon mm. um what's the uh, is it we, we do we don't want to sound like too much like shills so we asked this question as well like um what's the thing you think they could improve in the most in regards to working with you guys uh, immutable? Yeah. So, the one thing that I think that they can improve, and this is just obviously a personal experience, I'm sure it's different for all many different games and people working with them, but just having the, the bandwidth to be able to support everybody, because they're, and I know it's a huge sprint right now, <laughs> and they're onboarding so many games, mm-hmm. but having the bandwidth to be able to support all of those games, because you should see the, the developer Discord, it's insane. Like people are are constantly asking questions like, hey, ZKVM testnet, I need to get my, you know, custom contract deployer address allow listed so I can, uh, I'm able to launch. And then you're put on a wait list. And if you're not a partner with them, you're probably at the bottom of the wait list. So I think just having more of that support um, would definitely go a long way in, in helping them continue to grow that ecosystem. Yeah. This is not uh, not a new uh, comment from you, mate. To be honest with you, it's, right. it's, it's they're they're a victim of their own success, you know. So that's yeah, yeah. So they can't even if they went and hired a hundred devs, you got to bring them up to speed, and you have to have the money to be able to support it. And they just they just can't afford to go and they'd need a hundred more devs to be able to I think handle as many games as want to come on. 
Like I, I get people come to me and go, can you get me in contact with them? I've been trying to contact them for two months, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. And I, I reach out to some of my contacts and I've got some of the guys like that were pretty good partners getting, going through this as well. And it's the guy I've, I've, I've complained and I'm not joking 20 times to, to cut my contacts about how bad this aspect of them is. And they go, oh, there's nothing we can do. Like, we're, what can we do? Like, we're literally yeah. 300, 350 employees. We've got over 100, 250 games. Like, not all those employees are developers. Probably not even 100 are. And you're like, and they just want more. Everyone just wants time and time and time. But hopefully, with you know, with ZKVM and the docs maturing, there'll be less and less time needed for, for technical support. But yeah, good, good shout out. Um, Another, yeah. A lot of our mutable uh, employees listen to this pod, so if, you know, try and solve this. <laughs> Here it is again, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, shout, shout out, shout out to Garrett. Garrett's been an absolute gem. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in there for him. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, so. You understand how much you know manpower takes. Uh, how? How big is your team with wits, and how's the game development coming along? Uh, in your in your in your opinion, I'm not going to ramble on this too long, but I do love this question because the immediate thought is that behind every game there's a massive studio and there are tons and tons of money, <laughs> um, which is it doesn't have to be true. Like Pal World, that thing that blew up recently, they oh, yeah. had a yeah the small indie studio. They obviously had a lot of money. I'm not saying it like that, but our team size is actually only me, the co-founder, uh, one of our close friends who's an advisor and he also works with Magic Eden. He kind of just helps us out here and there. And then we have a UI designer, three artists, uh, and a lead game developer who's from Ubisoft and Warner Brothers Games. Um, him and a, uh, like a small group of other you know side developers work on the game. But yeah, we've been working on it for two years or so. So we've been able to do it with a small team. I've completely self-funded the entire project. So just, you know, I've paid for everything up till now. Um, and you know what? We have a small team and we're small, but we're mighty, man. Like, I think the stuff that we've been able to prove and the stuff that we've been able to kind of deliver, a lot of games come to market and they mint out their NFTs and then they say, hey, we'll see you in, you know, yeah. 13, 14 months. <laughs> we'll see you when we're building the game. Like, no, like, that was a major thing for me is build first and then go out there and show people what you got. So, yeah. Nice. nice. Great answer. I couldn't, great I couldn't, answer. Uh, I, yeah. I couldn't um, agree more on the, like I'm a software developer as well. And I, my first job ever, I actually transferred from recruitment into development recently, um, last, last five years. And we had a team of nine developers um, and we were so bad and then the same company, same team, same manager, um, we, he hired a couple of people, one designer, one dev DevOps guy, and six of the developers left. And it left us with just five, five total staff members and only two developers. And I, I was half a developer, so two and a half. Um, so I did like scrum mastering, all that kind of stuff as well, and did everything. Um, we went from cutting, you know, a couple of lines of code a day to five or six massive commits you know, and pumping out so much content, you know, releasing every day, two times a day because of how much content we're making with, five, with just the five. And I, I've got that experience of seeing two teams. If you were told which team would you prefer to have on paper, everyone's going to go to the nine devs for sure. But we got, like, I'm not joking, 10 times as much code written once we got that team 
like really gelled and playing well together and working well together. Um, and it just uh, and it's opened my eyes to exactly what you've said, not to judge that and just to go, you know what, you don't know who these people are and how good they can code and how good they work as a team. And that and if they're if they're like driven and you know got the right structure in place, they could be pumping out way more than a team of fifty. So yeah, exactly. Exactly, you nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. This has cool. been absolutely amazing. Uh, was not expecting all this, to be honest with you, but we're going to jump into a, a little bit of fun. We do this with everybody, so I hope you're up for some fun. Uh, what we do here is we ask uh, 10 questions. Uh, if you don't know, just pass. But try to keep it at one word. Uh, we try to make this quick and fun and fast. And uh, if you're ready to do it, we'll, we'll start it. Let's hop into it, dude. I'm ready. Okay. Do you prefer to watch sports? Or esports, sports. Okay, what's uh, what what what's your favorite sport to play? Uh, football. I played uh, NCAA Division two football, so I'm a big big football guy. Like pigskin NFL? football or soccer? Uh, pigskin American football. Okay, all right. Uh, okay. What, what position? Was, yeah, what position? I played uh, linebacker, and then in my last year, I was a running back. Lots of fun. Wow. You just like the punishment, huh? <laughs> so you so you so you're quick. You, you can run from naught to one hundred pretty that's quick. That's the most. Yeah, that's it. the most brutal position hey. in sports for football. Those two. Hey, not not anymore. I'm not quick anymore. But yeah, I was. I I, I did enjoy it. Awesome. I did enjoy it. Okay. Uh, so, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, Messi, Argentinian baby. Nice. <laughs> and do you prefer Xbox? PlayStation, Nintendo, or PC? Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, uh, PC. Okay. PC must race. It's, it's a popular <laughs> answer. It's a popular answer. Yeah. Real game is on PCs. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Books or movies? Movies. Movies. And what is your favorite movie? Oh, this is the question of all questions. This always stumps everybody. It's either, um, it could either be all time or right now. It's up to you. You just pick one. Oh, we got him on this one. Ooh. The top one that's coming to my mind is Waterboy by Adam, uh, with Adam Sandler. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I made a parody yeah. about that recently with that one with uh, yeah. Paul Barron, our favorite guest here. <laughs> it's coming to mind right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna lock it in. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, Ferrari or Lamborghini? Ferrari. Ferrari. Oh, okay. Okay. And what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Favorite ice cream flavor? Probably coconut. Oh wow. Coconut. Okay, that's a new one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like a gelato, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is our most uh, probably famous question, our most fun, our most infamous. Give us one word to describe Elon Musk. Fridge. A bridge? Bridge? I said fridge. Fridge. Free? Like, like, a like, like, a... like a refrigerator? Like a refrigerator. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's new. That boy is built. That boy is built like a refrigerator. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he is, isn't he? <laughs> that, that was an interesting one. We haven't gotten that's anything a, like that's that a, before. That, that, that's a 
That's a dodge controversy answer. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. That what that was actually well played. He's probably listened to our pod before and seen what, how I react when people who are negative towards him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Winding it down to the last question here. Video game that popped your cherry. What was the, like, the first video game? Hmm. I got to go way back for this. It doesn't have to be the first. It could be the one that really, you know, set the tone for you the or something that, like that. You the, know? the one that gave you that mind. Oh, dude. There's, there, I can think of three right now. Nah, there's only one first. Okay, any one first. <laughs> the one that did it for me was yeah. uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, awesome. Okay. Awesome. That was that, that's, the, that's the one that really brought me in. I was going to say Monster Ranchers, like way back. Monster Ranchers, like the first one. But then there was also like League of Legends. Most of them for their toxicity. But anyways, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> Are you a League of Loser player? Oh, okay. <laughs> Americans are... The acronym's LOL. Like, yeah. that should tell you enough about that game, you know? Oh, yeah. Anyway. Right. Come on, you know, uh, he, didn't, he didn't go... At, at, you know, didn't give me the chance to argue over Elon Musk answer, so he gave me the, you know... The LOL thing was... I had to have a dig somewhere, Nicky, mate, so... There you go. There you go. So... Uh, we're going to wrap up soon, but just wanted to your your we've you we, I don't think we touched on it in the, in the meeting, but you you've kind of indicated that you're releasing really soon the game to play. Is that correct? Um, do you want to give some kind of rundown on that? Yeah, the game will be released like uh, the alpha version. I want to say the alpha version of the game will be released um, in quarter one this year. So like we will have you know people playing the game, play testing, uh, playing in tournaments, all sorts of stuff like that. Okay. Awesome. Next quarter, so so Soon. March the thirtieth, <laughs> or when do you... latest? That's the latest, yeah. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, cool. we already have the prototype done. We're just basically like adding things in at this point, changing the UI and UX up, and that's about it. All awesome. the animations done for the cards and attacks and things. No, uh, to be honest with you, I think the animations are something that are like a nice to have. They're like they're definitely like visual cues and stuff like that and animations are really cool but it most important is balance and fun gameplay first and then you can add in all the kind of nice to haves the bells and whistles but you know fun gameplay the actual game being finished and then ui ux so it looks nice and then and then you add the bells and whistles okay cool very cool where can we find you at before we let you go today well you can find our game at uh, www.wits.academy that's where it will be and the the X account for what is the sorcery is at wits underscore TCG. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Anything, anything anything you wanted to um, we might have missed, or you wanted to add before we finish up here and let you head off to your head, you know to your day. I think you're going to a meeting soon, I believe. So. Yeah. No. Uh, honestly, you guys have been amazing hosts. I think you guys knocked it out of the park today. I had a really really good time on the on the pod. We'll definitely be sharing it all around and telling other founders about you guys. So uh, thank you and, and very, very well done. Awesome. Thank you, Thanks. Appreciate that. You have a great day and we look forward to playing your game. I'm definitely going to play it now. I want to I I smash Gary Gensler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad, guys. All right. <laughs> Take care. All right, mate. Bye. Okay. Peace. Later, guys. All right. That was Wits. What is this sorcery? I love the clever play on words with the name. 
what an interview. What a gem uh, uh, of a guy. I was not expecting all this in that interview, Rubik. Uh, man, what, what, what are, what's going through your head right now? Yeah, I was like, to be honest with you, that Tay Tay J, you know, there's good, uh, God's Unchained that I play. And I don't know, I, that's the first real TCG I've played any seriously, serious amounts of time. You know, more of like a bit more strategy side rather than the one versus one, you know, like, you know, like a real time strategy with three, three people on a map or four people on a map, you know, like that kind of thing. Or Shardbound with an added hex base kind of complexity to it. Looking forward to that. And so I was I went into it not expecting to, personally to be interested, you know, too much in the game. But, wow, um, the guy, uh, Nicky, seems to have his head switched on, has a cool story, and the story is what would get me in. And I think the, you know, really, like a really unique story that he switched on because you can see that it can appeal to people outside because he doesn't name, like, the stories got a substitute like a metaphor sort of thing but so you, if you're not a crypto person you could enjoy the story but if you are you could associate it with the right people and and really get um you know in, enjoy the story even more so yeah i, I really like the story of, of you know the game and now i definitely want to play it for sure yeah the humor always goes a long way in almost everything and they're they're, they're tying in some little quips and little kind of dad jokish not quite maybe a little bit more advanced to that but uh, he had me cracking up laughing because it was putting the pieces together. And when I when I seen the name, I was like, this is from a meme. I'm almost positive. And he confirmed, yeah, it was kind of meme-ish, but, you know, kind of some other things of, you know, re regarding crypto. And, uh, yeah, another trading card game. I was, you know, at first my, my expectations were a little low because we, we've talked about this before. Is There seems to be a lot of trading card games. And how are you going to differentiate yourself? But they have a few things going with the... The staking system and, like you said, the lore, the lore base uh, that they're building off of. Yeah, this this has got a different feel to it, and it's it's got my interest peak for sure now. I actually, the thing what I'm really impressed about is the like anyone can play with any card, and you earn more if you own own the card. And Gods Unchained come out with um, what's it called? That mode, sealed mode where it's similar, like before Steel Mode that came out a couple of months ago, you could only play the cards you owned mm -hmm. um, or or even if they were NFTs or not NFTs. So you had to collect all, go, keep on buying packs or go on the marketplace and buy the cards you wanted to be able to play. So Steel Mode opened that up, but it's actually more advanced because it's all cards available. You gotta be, you probably have to be better at the game to, to do well at it and it costs money. So, you know, this here is actually really smart because it's giving everyone web two, web three access to all cards. And if you are a web three person, you can collect and, and earn more by, if you play the card that you own, you earn more, you earn more percentage of the, of the, of the profits and of, of the, you know, the thing. I and I thought sealed mode should have done that sealed mode. If you get a random 10 cards to pick from, if you own those cards, you earn more of the, of the prize pool than some, some that doesn't that's, but. I actually said it, I think, in an, in in a pod in the past or somewhere, and um, so surprised God's didn't do that. But yeah, also on top of that, um, impressed by Immutable again. The the lacking of support for the for certain games, you know, some people that are not as high partnered. Um, but I did address that. But I also didn't mention that 
there are a few job job uh, um, vacancies recently for a head of te technical support. There's a job right now for a level two developer technical support uh, head as well. So they look like they've you know they need more revenue to to go into these real excess and not not direct revenue kind of generating positions but they are retention relating positions so and you know so they are looks like they are trying to address that issue of by increasing the support team to help you know developers yeah it's a blessing and a curse for immutable and i think they're just being really savvy about the whole situation right now they're creating a platform kind of like what uh nick was saying you know if you build it they will come and they got a lot of people coming. We'll talk about it uh, later in our podcast here. The amount of numbers that I heard from Robbie on Between Two Layers. But to get oh, back yeah. to Wits, um, uh, with, with Immutable, I think they're opening up the floodgates so they can basically cherry pick which games are going to be the t upper echelon to help push them. And if you're not a top game, unfortunately... It, it, it sucks, but it's just it's just the nature of the business right now. It's it's it's, it's survival mode. They're still figuring things out. They gotta they gotta keep the the treasury stocked. And then I think down the road, when this gets hammered out more, they'll be able to take in more and support more as the business grows. And it's it's an unfortunate circumstance, but it's reality, and you have to deal with it. I do want to circle back to with staking with wits i've seen this done before in another game i'm not going to mention it because uh personal reasons but this has been done before i've seen this this style that they're doing and it will prop up their nft value i guarantee it um the in this other game they had a very very similar thing where you would stake your nfts and you could send about a mission to gather things and it created value in those nfts because if they were staked, you could not have them on the marketplace. So very slick strategy, and I like it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, overall, Wits, I, 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 he's made me want to play this game, this meeting. So if, I wonder if other people listening who actually listened to the whole interview uh, feel the same way. Yeah, maybe they'll give it a look at because yeah. it just seems like a smart, a very smart guy that's that's got his uh, shit together and can bring... Um, you know, like it's building a real synergistic kind of ecosystem, the fun game and, um, you know, and the fun game can be propped up by these outside line things like the crafting, like the staking, like the story. And it's, so it seems like it should bring it all together. I'm really looking forward to it now. And also one final thing, this is the alpha. Um, he didn't say it in the interview, but, but I've had chats with him before and they're, they're looking to launch with ZKVM within a day of ZKVM going live. So nice and has given, has given the date of the 31st of January or the 1st of February. So that makes ZKVM five to, from the day of this recording, five days away. That's crazy too, considering, you know, and this isn't a knock on them. They're not that big, you know, so uh, I liked his uh, man. I really liked his. Uh, uh, what's that game? I should know it. Uh, Pal, Pal World, Pal World, or whatever. That that quick yeah. comparison he gave when I asked him about the size of his team and stuff like that. Man, he was on the ball with that. That was a great comparison. And uh, yeah, loved the interview. I'm definitely interested in this game now, especially with the Gary Gensler thing. It cracked me up, and it's on my radar. So uh, hats off to you, uh, uh, founder CEO Nick. And what is this sorcery? My amigo, 
Rubik, how we doing, my friend? Oh, I'm all good, mate. I, um, it's Saturday morning here, and uh, it's a beautiful day in the middle of summer. While you're freezing up there in the middle of the snow, I'm thinking of you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been a week of negative 10 here. Uh, my work life has been nuts. It's really slowed me down on production this week. But that is irrelevant. We want to talk to Looper Lands today. And joining me, uh, he goes by Smiley. Smiley face, but I'm going to call him Smiley today. Smiley, how you doing today? I am doing absolutely super, and I'm thrilled to be talking to both of you today. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we're glad Thank to you. have you here on Gamers Galaxy, and we're going to dive right into this. There's a lot to talk about. Can you, uh, you know, give, give us a little summary about yourself in the Web3 space and uh, a summary of Looperlands? Sure thing. Uh, so I broke into the Web3 space, uh, I'm going to say about 2021, 2022, thereabouts. I came with uh, all the GameStop folks. Uh, so my experience with crypto was basically adverse because it just seemed complicated. And, uh, um, you know, I was kind of like worried about some of the FUD and so on and so forth. And GameStop uh, introduced themselves and said that we're, we're going to go into this. I gave it a deeper look. Uh, and I realized exactly what it was for and what it could do and the promise that they were offering to, you know, power to the players in, in, in like all reality. Um, and so I was, I was absolutely on board and then I waited for something and like, there was nothing that was coming out. Um, and at a certain point I realized that, well, you know, I could, I kind of knew how to do this. So, um, I, I partnered up with a guy named Kofit, uh, who, who does the loop worms and you can see my, uh, PFP is, uh, uh, Shai Hulud uh, Loopworm. Um, and so we built uh, the Loopworm site. We had a whole bunch of uh, small Web3 games. Uh, we had Build a Worm, which is up for uh, an L2 award uh, this year. Uh, we had uh, a virtual Web3 pet game, uh, which was uh, it's completely sold out off uh, Loopex and did fantastic with a whole bunch of people who are raising and battling their virtual pets. Um, and from that point, I was able to connect over to my other partners, uh, uh, Pizza, uh, who hopefully will be joining us soon, um, and uh, Bulk's Hamster, who is uh, our lead uh, developer now uh, and an architect as well. Uh, and so uh, they saw, you know, they, they connected to my vision in terms of creating a, a trustless uh, Web3 architecture in order to be able to, you know, let people play with assets, uh, to take existing art that people had and, and turn them into game assets and so on and so forth. Um, and so uh, that's where we moved into the next phase, which was Looper Labs, which is, you know, something that uh, we, I was always kind of working towards uh, creating, not as it is now, but kind of like creating this sort of, um, sort of metaverse, pixel-based metaverse space uh, that was open to uh, other creators to, to uh, add their assets. Uh, I love the concept of user-generated content. Um, uh, artistically, I'm not overly talented, <laughs> uh, but I am really good at, uh, you know, prototyping and uh, mashing together technologies and doing really cool stuff with it. Uh, so my you, background you, is actually... So, go ahead. so you, you're saying that in Looperlands, people can bring their own assets into your... To your game, so yep, okay. Um, Anyone can and, become a creator. Yeah, okay. And do you want to go into how that works? And um, you know, absolutely. Give, give, give so, uh, of games. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, for our creators, uh, we've got uh, Ordinary Adam, we've got Bankbots, we've got Parable, we've got Kabonbon, we've got uh, uh, we've got a variety of uh, uh, stupid Fred. uh, (laughs) It's like right now the the names are escaping me, but we've got like well over a hundred different L two creators. Uh, from, from, you know, wrecking a yeah boy Nancy, uh, like people you would recognize uh, in game. And so um, what we do is we give them the ability uh, to, to add game assets with zero code. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, we'll, they'll provide us uh, the, the uh, details. We have, a, we have self-provisioning tools. We have creator tools so that they can create their own uh, sprite sheets that do their characters and they can play with it, interact with it before they put it in the game. Um, we've got tools that allow them to just basically put that sprite sheet uh, into the game and bind it up with the NFT. Uh, and so we'll, we'll trap that NFT asset on the blockchain. So wherever it goes, whatever wallet it's in, we know which wallet it's in and what asset it matches up to in the game. So when someone who has that wallet connects to the game, we can instantiate that asset in its proper form. Okay, I've got a question for you then. So you can bring in your own assets into the game from any other game. Not, it's not from Lipperland. Is that what you're saying? So the general rule, I mean, from a technical perspective, there's literally nothing that prevents you uh, you from connecting any NFT uh, on a network that we work with, whether it's Loopring, uh, Layer One, IMX, and other chains that we're, we're looking to add as well. Um, and and you know, as long as the wallet address matches. Uh, you can actually mix and match stuff on layers. So, for example, my uh, my MetaMask has a layer one address and has a layer two loopering address, which is the same. So, a layer one asset sitting on that wallet can also use, you know, uh, any layer two weapons that I have with that same address, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's a way of connecting people to, to you know assets on multiple layers and introduce people to, to hopefully to, to uh, some layer two IMX loopering and and all the other uh, layer assets that we love. Um, and so the idea is anyone can add their assets to this, but in order to do that, they have to onboard with us. So we actually have a contract that people have to sign. We need real names and so on and so forth, because, you know, uh, there's accountability that comes with this because there's intellectual property that's involved. We will only allow people to use intellectual property that they have the license to use, whether it's theirs or they have written consent. Uh, of the IP owner and you know creator and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. At which point, then you know, if it's a one-one asset, uh, it could be added uh, as a game asset. Uh, we charge a one-time fee for that. At which point, you know, it, it's up to the person who holds that asset to choose what to do with it. If they're going to sell it on a marketplace, auction it, play with it, whatever they want to do. User-generated content for the win. Wow, yeah, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> and up. Uh, I believe you're you're in Canada. Is that right? I am. Um, I'm in Toronto, Canada. Okay. So cool. Have you said you've you've, you've integrated IMX? Um, any any um, GOG assets in the game at the moment? That Guild of Guardians assets in the game that you know of? So we are in the process of integrating with IMX. We've got our IMX chain core, which is just up and running. And in fact. Uh, the first IMX asset that I have is a Guild of Guardians asset. Uh, it's a really cool, um, I think it's a rare, uh, it looks like a sort of like 
orcish with like uh, green ears that are pointy. It really, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> Kaku, and, is that a cockook? Uh, a cockook? Yes, that's the one. That's it. That's exactly wow, you got a legendary? You got a legendary? It, wow. I don't think it's a legendary. It's just, it's a, just says no, rare like, on it. No, uh, it's got to be the legendary. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, here's the thing, and I feel sad about this. Um, this asset sitting in my MetaMask. Yeah. Which means it's not going to be connecting to my mobile game of Guardians because I'm using IMX Passport for that. Uh, However, I, I am using my IMX. <laughs> I apologize, my IMX on my MetaMask, like as I said, for other things. Um, so uh, this is going to actually going to, you know, when we're finished with the process of getting our blockchain course set up. This is going to be the first Booperlands asset that we have enabled in the game. It's just for test purposes. Uh, but, you know, it'll be a looper. And so that'll be an IMX asset that hopefully I'll be able to mix and match uh, with assets on, um, you know, sitting on my uh, wallet from other chains. Sounds like you got uh, so you, Rowan. Rowan, I think, is who you got. He's got a green ear. So, you, <laughs> so you've, um, <laughs> you've got more, the first use of Guild of Guardians, first utility of Guild of Guardians uh, heroes before even Guild of Guardians. Yeah, Even before then, you can't use it yet. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I do want to emphasize this is without consent. I'm just doing this for test internal purposes, but if that's something that Guild of Guardians was ever interested in doing in a formal capacity, we would be more than thrilled. I'm huh. pretty certain that they're not going to worry about you putting their asset into their game. They're all about interoperability, so they'd be actually happy about that. I'm fairly certain of. So Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. super exciting to hear. Yeah, very cool, very cool. I'm going to have to pass that along to them and just, uh, may, who knows, maybe they'll make something out of it. You never know. But, um, yeah, that's, man, that's so much going on there. I'm going to need a TDL, what is it, TDLR or TLDR of it? Whew. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I got a chance to play the game a little bit last night. I was just doing the bare basics. this run around killing things. I seen there was quests. Uh, I know there's a lot more to this. It's, it's an MMO uh ever expanding multiverse that you got going on can you give us the core gameplay loop here of looper lance absolutely so first of all this is a unique game because this is sitting in a very uh like cool place for user generated content uh the game itself is open source it's on github so like anyone can take a look and see the game code is fair uh and if they want to roll up their sleeves and pitch in and help debug they're more than welcome to do so we got about 15 developers in the community and growing we've been working on this um and so the you know basically the game itself is a co-op uh player versus environment or solo player versus environment uh it's free to play so uh anyone who has uh, an eth wallet with wallet connect connect can you just go to looperlands.io uh connect sign play uh we are trustless um uh, we use, uh, you know, uh, sign on with uh, Ethereum, uh, sign in with Ethereum, I'm sorry. Um, and so the, the idea is when you get into the game, you instantiate in what's called Looperland Main, what we call our main town. Uh, there's a bunch of NPCs around. Uh, you can go south uh, into the beach area to fight some monsters. You can go north to the northern area to get more and more dangerous territory. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, group events. So we have like raids. Um, so last night, um, uh, around 8 p.m. Eastern, we had a big raid that ran from like, I don't know, 8 p.m. to like about 11, 12, uh, with a whole, whole bunch of people in game, uh, just going against a bunch of different bosses together and just having fun. Um, oh. so that's kind of in the main area. So 
it, we also have, as far as user-generated content, whole worlds. So one of the worlds that we have was created by Ordinary Adam. He's uh, uh, called Everloop Chronicles. Uh, and so you can go through a portal next to his NPC in the main town. And all of a sudden, you're in. that's where there's tons of quests and adventure. This is a story-driven mode for his world, right? So creators are going to be able to define what their worlds are going to be like. Uh, in Ordinary Adam's case, he wanted Luporia, his Ever, uh, Everloop Chronicles, to have an epic storyline for you to go uh, across continents and have adventures and beat bosses and do quests and find objects. And, you know, it's a really beautiful story mode with uh, really, really good uh, lore driven through the text and, and interactions with NPCs. Um, and so... You know, that's one way of going about it. Uh, you can work your way to find King R.C., uh, the missing King R.C., and, you know, eventually defeat the Night King and so on and so forth. That's one world. Uh, and he's expanding it. He's got a whole bunch of different expansions planned out over the next few months, and he's he's been very productive about rolling these things in. He's added uh, a new world called um, uh, Ever Peak City, uh, which has a, you know, all sorts of really cool features, some little quests, a lot of housing, uh, but what's really cool is it has our one of our coliseums. So as I said, we do PVE, a player versus environment. We also do player versus player in designated areas. So we have uh, PVP caves, or we have a fight club, which looks Holy like a boxing smokes. ring that will open up. Uh, exactly. And we'll have loopers go in, and they'll fight to the death in these places. And we have stats, uh, stats so that it's, you know, basically we'll track kill death and that sort of thing. Um, I got to ask. Down to Mm-hmm. I gotta ask, gotta cut you off here. There, there's a ton yeah, of content, cool. but so you have a content creator that can make, let's say, X scenario, some big boss, and you guys can put out basically a a, a global message of like, hey, meet here, we're gonna have a global fight yep. against this thing. Yep, That's and can awesome. I tell you the coolest thing? <laughs> I love the, it. These bosses <laughs> are supplied by the community. They're supplied by creators. The current boss that we have right now is from our Christmas event. Uh, which is a Krampa. This one's like a really big <laughs> mutant Santa creature. I know, right? Uh, so that's one of the bosses before we had, uh, you know, like a physical utility provided a boss. And so the community will bring a boss in and, you know, it's just a sprite sheet and whatever lore they want to throw in. And there's red packets available so people will get prizes from that. Cool. Uh, we had some cyber crew stuff that were actually turned into in-game assets as companions. Uh, wow. companions are AI bots, you know, and, and they just kind of follow along and, and fight with your uh, player and they're really cool things. Um, and so, like I said, this is, these, these maps are decided by the player. So that's Ordinary Adam's world. Uh, Codman, I don't know if you're familiar with Codman, uh, but he, he built maze and a whole bunch of other uh, tools sitting on loop ring. He's just an absolutely uh, phenomenal pillar of the community. He happened to, 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 he loves this stuff. So he hopped in and built a world uh, called Cobb's Farm, uh, which is token gated. So we leave this up to creators, whether, you know, how they want their worlds to be accessible. Uh, so a token gated world would be accessible to a looper in his collection. So you need to have a Cobb's Farm asset, uh, like a fishing rod or one of his uh, characters or weapons from uh, the marketplace. And if you have that in your wallet, you can walk through his portal and enter his entire world, his entire world. Uh, has a whole series of like very innovative uh, bosses. Uh, he's got like a Pac-Man theme level where you're chased by ghosts while you're trying to get power-ups. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, he he's the guy who put out uh, fishing. Uh, so you know this this is actually really cool. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about this on, on on both the creator side and then on the player side. I'll, let me actually start with the player side. So the player side is you, you get a mini rod uh, like fishing rod, and we've got you know any creator can make these assets. 
Um, and you, when you equip it, if you go to like a lake, you can fish. So what it does is you basically cast your rod and then it comes up with like, uh, after a period of time, a slider bar, which, you know, you got to kind of ping the right spot to catch that fish. Uh, fishing rods, they have different, you know, unique traits that it could be associated with them. Uh, whether they're, you know, it's uh, like a, what's called uh, upper hand where, it, you know, when it procs, catchment area gets, it gets easier. Uh, lucky where you get a chance of getting a rare fish. Uh, double where you basically catch twice as many fish and get twice as much experience for it. Uh, and certain fish, if you catch the rare ones or the epic fish, uh, they become consumables that you have in your inventory. So, you know, when you click on it, boom, you got a health bonus or a 4% bonus, a boosted experience points I get for the next 10 minutes, stuff like that. Um, and so, like, Cobb's Farms has a whole bunch of that. And then Quest, it, it's not really driven so much by scary, uh, story as kind of like just a kind of fun place to play around with and, you know, chill and see what he's doing and he likes creating these innovations so there's constant novelty that he's pushing out all the time uh so that's his world we've got another world that was released by um, um mcb um called duckville which despite the fact that his characters look like ducks this worm world looks more like doom <laughs> like but what he's done is he's created the perfect grinding level so if you want to get your character leveled up, man, you just do the circuit with that and you're just killing beasts and you go around with your friends. His boss is like a massive level 30 boss. It's like beating everyone. Uh, we've got community supplied bosses like our Mega Mag uh, that has like a big lava attack and just expands pools of lava trying to get your characters de defeated. We've got uh, a giant hentai tentacle beast in the south. Uh, like, so, the, you know, it's a beautiful world. Oh my God. This is like a fire hose. This is like a fire hose of information, and I feel like a complete idiot right now. I went into the game last night, and I'm walking around like whacking rats and thinking, oh, okay, I'm doing it. I'm completely oblivious to everything that is going on around me, apparently. Rubik, what's your thoughts on all of this? So I'm getting the feeling that this is a real creator-driven environment. Like even the environments are creator-driven as well, or is it just the bosses in the environments? Do they create everything. the land? So everything. how do you... How do you get so I'll, I'll, to I'll that to land? Yeah. yeah, so I'll go from the start of this, the, 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 this part of the experience then. Uh, so first, uh, the Loop, Looper Land was built off Browser Quest, which was an uh, open source game that was released by Mozilla to showcase um, uh, HTML5, basically. Um, and uh, we, we took it and modernized it and added like, a bunch of features and all the creator tools. Uh, so the main world for Looper Lands inherits very much from browser quest so if you ever seen that game there's going to be lots of areas that are most of the areas that are looking familiar over time it's gradually just being replaced and replaced and you know completely unique uh but all the creator worlds uh like Cobb's farm uh luporia from ordinary adam or um uh mcb's uh duckville uh we've got a dozen other worlds that are being developed right now by other creators uh these are just the ones that are in production every single world is unique uh they're all with their own uh art style or uh whatever they've snagged up itch.io that they're allowed to license uh for an nft uh, game uh and then adapt for their world and so on and so forth uh so the the idea is like every single world is unique all the characters in the game are unique it's just such a magical thing when you just see an army of loopers tearing across the screen um uh and you know we're powerful together is a lot of fun uh this is a team sport really uh and it, it, it's largely driven by user-generated content 
Um, you know, I, I love the concept of Minecraft and Roblox very, very how, much. How do you um, bring balance into the leveling system, or is that not important in this? In, in your, Are you kidding? Design? It's critical. Yeah, <laughs> it's so how, very how, important. Yeah, like all how do you do that when people are creating different. their people are creating their own content? How do you make it so people don't hit one rat and go to level thirty sort of thing in their land? Is there some kind of rules based system or some kind of a, of a, um, you know? before it can go live or, or like a kind of yeah well first first there's we've got some basic standards that we set for for maps um and, and so on and so forth uh like experience uh, bonuses and stuff like that they're scaled proportional mm -hmm. uh to, to to you know what you're encountering uh but a large chunk of this is uh, conventions that we're sort of setting uh that's that creators are agreeing to uh with you know if your map doesn't you know you meet these standards we got to take it down uh, sort of mm. thing, uh, until you can bring it back up to the standards. Uh, and everyone's been fairly uh, good about being compliant by that so far. But obviously, you know, we, we, we're working on adding more uh, back-end components to keep this balance in. But, you know, everyone, when, you know, uh, someone has an NFT, they're going, oh my god, this is like an alpha premium NFT. This needs to be the most special NFT in the game, right? Um, mm. Every looper, <laughs> these are, we'll, we, our approach is basically these are going to be skins because that's the only way that we're going to be able to set this up in an equitable fashion. So any, uh, you know, um, uh, anything that this character has is because of the effort that you personally have put into it. Uh, so you, you, you put the grinding time in, you've leveled your character, you brought him up. Uh, so he has got more hit points and more damage and so on and so forth. Uh, weapons, special items, uh, same deal. Uh, the difference is weapons and special items are being given uh, special traits. So they have a unique property associated with them that could proc. So some might be, you know, uh, speed, so they're faster attacks. Or some must be, might be uh, area of effect. So they, they when they proc, they, they damage a, like a bunch of monsters in the area. Uh, some might be crit damage. So when it procs, wow, that's a killer hit, you know, uh, that sort of thing. And, and, and that sort of creates a little bit of the balance that way. Okay, interesting. Um, how long have you been building the game for? Like, is it since since you found out after you, you said you joined the? Um, the so web I kind of started the yeah I started the Web three space. I'm going to say 2022. I think is when I started really in April in earnest. So that's when I yeah. partnered up with with Kofit. Uh, by uh, the end of 2022, um, I had my I guess second or third Web three game under my belt. Uh, my first one was, uh, you know, the Google T-Rex game where, you, you know, you, you jump over things? There's billions of games, mate. Sorry. I'm, I'm not familiar yeah, with it. it. A, not familiar. I know what a T-Rex is, though. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, the reason why I say that is it's the, the idle thing if you, you uh, have no internet connection on Chrome. Uh, or at least it was. So, so like, it, it became very ubiquitous. It was open source. Uh, oh, pizza responding, so hopefully he'll join us. Uh, so it was open source. So we took that that open source game and we basically, uh, you know, added assets to it. So like you were jumping worms or you're jumping your whatever character. I use this as a way from, you know, first to learn how to put this technology together uh, properly and build a platform. And then second, to show creators, look how you can actually turn your, you know, your NFT assets into game assets. It, it taught me how to teach the creators, basically. Uh, and then build up a connection and a network of creators who are super interested in you know, making game assets, which allowed you know uh, uh, us to get better adoption. Mm, interesting. 
But, uh, um, oh, uh, Peach has told me he's he was stuck. Uh, he was getting his wife unstuck and out of ice, and he slipped on this meeting, but not on the ice. So we're gonna go. All is forgiven. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. That's all, all good. good. I'll let him have to join when he can. Yeah, no worries. Um, so uh, you've built three games in the Web three within before two years is even up? Is that what you're, you're So for say? the first, yeah, I mean, these are very minor games. I took open source code and I crypto yeah. enabled them. I, I built the platform first because I ended, uh, my background is uh, systems integration and telecom, telecommunications. So I'm really yeah. like by nature, I would take two different pieces of technology and mash them together and make them talk and do things. Uh, and so when I saw the blockchain uh, and I saw games, I said, okay, I know how to mash this stuff together to make this stuff do exactly what I want in the architecture I want without getting overly complicated and dealing with huge smart contract nonsense. Uh, because that to me uh, seemed excessive and unnecessary for what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's how I was able to build the platform and then prototype a couple of games. I had uh, like a bingo game. Uh, so it was a simple collection game. So it would throw up a card and if you had all the assets, it gave you like a row and Woo, you win a prize that we had you in a report. Uh, I had a, uh, what we called Worm Runner, which is just basically you jump over obstacles and you dug under things sort of thing. It's like a simple 2D scroller. Um, and then I put out uh, Build a Worm, uh, which we're up for an award for with uh, Loop Exchange, uh, which was my first true um, uh, cross-collaboration sort of metaverse concept where you, you know what a paper doll character is, where you basically put cost clothing on a paper doll sort of thing. No, you familiar I don't. with those? As little kids, like <laughs> I don't I play with dolls. All right, you know, no, no, well, um, no, one, no, one thing. One thing I'm learning from this. One thing I'm learning from this interview is that like the world is so diverse in people's interests and things. And uh, this has been really unique talking to you. To be honest with you, you know, a lot, a lot of it feels the same, and uh, but people come come in the same route, you know, and uh, had the similar story. But yours, it, yeah, is different in, yeah. in the fact that <laughs> you've just seemed to like got this bug on what smart contracts can do based on your knowledge of programming and um just started creating stuff and 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 you've ended up with this really unique game that i don't i think the only thing i can really compare it to is kiraverse which is also a gamestop game where they bring in assets to the game but it's not it's not creator enabled it's if you own an asset you can bring it into their game potentially and where you Exactly. So they get, and that's something that that hurt me because when they came out to the market, I was going, "Yes, this is what." I'm not a huge fan of that type of game. I'm not, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be a great game. Just like not everyone's going to be into pixel games, right? Yeah. Uh, it takes all kinds, and there's so many different niches and markets and so on and so forth. But I respected the hell of what I was seeing. The thing is, they weren't open to the people like they weren't like Loop Exchanges. Loop Exchange is open to anyone. If you got like a, a wallet and you want to sell something, fantastic. Good luck to you. Uh, and, and so I love that that concept of democratizing uh, Web three gaming space, right? Uh, yeah. So you know, power to the the players, great. Power to the creators, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give players the avenue to become creators because the kind kind of games I love playing. I'm a tinkerer by nature. I know a lot of people are people who dig, you know, who are into mods, who like you know, like messing with their games, making their games do different things. Uh, you know, people who like you know, customizing their avatars to the point where it looks exactly the way they want it to. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that. I love that. Uh, that endless customization, and so I really wanted to connect with people on that uh, on that basis, and, and that, that's 
how we could, like I said, build a worm. And that led us uh, into the next stage, which is, uh, I guess, uh, our Web3 pets, which is our virtual pet. And from there, uh, Looperlands, uh, where we went full cool. MMO. You seem like you got a lot of technical uh, capability in your team and you've got a lot of good vision and a really unique offering to to players that want to, especially creator types, people that like to create things like Minecraft type players, you know, um, you know that, that, with that mindset. Like I, personally, I, I like to be fed my content, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm a creative drone. So um, yeah, like I, I still would, I would be the kind of person that would like Looperland as well because... Um, I can just see, I can appreciate other people's creations, even though I don't personally want to do it. So I think you've got a really unique um, 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 game. Like, there's nothing I've heard of like this in the in the space. Do you do you see feel that there's anyone in the space that's similar to you guys? Um, in terms of like a pixel verse, yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch. In terms of uh, user generated content. Uh, uh or you know creator driven content driving um our, our market not as much or not really like um the, it, we kind of sit in a fairly unique place <laughs> yeah, uh and it, it's really important for us to be a very creator focused and you know creators are our primary customers so making creators happy is important making their players happy mm -hmm. is important for the creators so it's extraordinarily happy to us on so many levels uh so you know, that's why we charge once for the asset. Creators don't have any royalty issues with us whatsoever. Game asset is in-game until sunset. Knock yourself out one-time feed and, and, you know, Bob's your uncle. Awesome. Man, you've just really come through and just laid a ton of information today. I really appreciate it. And we're going to shift hard into our final segment of the day. The fun segment, 10 questions from gamers galaxy rubis gonna be asking you those it's just he asks you a question you give your best one word response and we move on to the next and have a good time doing it are you ready to jump into this let's do it all right take it away rubik i didn't know i was doing that give me a second oh. here we go uh, <laughs> i got it i got it i got it <laughs> um let's go um do you prefer to watch sports or esports and streamers Esports. Prefer to play sports or video games? Video games. So what's your favorite video game then? Aside from Looperlands? <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, right now. One word. One word. Uh, Galaxy of Heroes. It's a couple of them. That's, that's the name. All right. The Star cool. Wars game. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, or PC? If you can only have one. Oh my god! <laughs> PC is going to have to be PC because I can't. I can do that everything on a PC. Yep. <laughs> uh, would you prefer, prefer to read books or watch movies? Both. <laughs> okay. Both. So you know, there's a book with a movie in the background. You do okay, both. Okay. So what's your favorite book and favorite movie then, right now? Oh, uh, Dune for both. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
Um, right, can you not see my PSC? <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment. What's your um, pref- preference, Ferrari or Lamborghini? Lambos. When Lambo, okay. Um, exactly. If only, if only because I can see now Lambo. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, favorite ice cream flavor? Boring vanilla. That's not wrong. Really, with that. I like. I, that. I, I, don't, I don't mind. A, I don't mind a bit of vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Um, I respect that. Bit of chocolate. Bit of chocolate sprinkled on it every now and again as well. Yeah. Um, oh, see, that's exciting. No, boring vanilla. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. No, I can still, I can still just go. When people say French up. vanilla, I'm going with boring vanilla. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, one word to describe Elon Musk. Dunning-Kruger. It's hyphenated. <laughs> that's a new one. That's a new one. I'm, what last one this is the, the my favorite question actually because uh, my my experience with this is is awesome um and what got me into gaming from a very young age so uh, what video game popped your cherry pong <laughs> I wow. wow that's the old school <laughs> Atari, Atari one isn't it yeah man i'm old i'm in my 40s yeah me too yeah, i remember the game on. i remember the game yeah. Um, no, I played them all. Pac-Man from the like in the actual arcades, the original Star Wars game that you play with the the the, the lines on the screen and the, the, the with the the, the control thing uh, the, the, where you were flying the X-wing. It was great. Nice. No, it's, um... Old school, absolutely, and that's why I love pixel games. Uh, you know, it, it, there's a nostalgia element to it. But the best part about Pixel Games is the game itself is it's got the focus, the simplicity of the game or the uh, intricacy of the gameplay. It really gets the focus on the experience, and it's not about the flash. That's why people will still have quarters for their old Pac-Man game, uh, their old Zelda Tetris game. Uh, you know, that's uh, Super Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fighting game that they see in the you know airport lounge, wherever it is. They'll pump quarters in these games. They still keep coming back because they're still fun. Awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on Gamer Galaxy today. I have to go back. I feel like a complete idiot. I was like running around, whacking rats, uh, some crab here and there, and there's this massive, massive game going on around me, and I didn't even realize it. So I'm going to dive back in and really try to hunker down in the Discord and find out all these cool things you got going on with Looperlands. And uh, man, lots going on. Rubik, any final thoughts on Looperlands? Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to play it as well. Um, sorry that I didn't get time to do it. Uh, two-month-old baby took uh, left it late. I was going to, and uh, two-month baby uh, took priority in the end, so I, I missed I missed the chance to play. You but guys it have I'm... so many games on your playlist. <laughs> I cannot imagine the slate that you have. <laughs> Anyways, that you're spending time talking to us, and you, you want to take a look at the game and play, fantastic. It gets me super excited. Hope to uh, see you folks there. Uh, let us know when you're in, and we'll get a you know a looking for a group and a bunch of people to come show you around. Uh, certainly, one of the things that you mentioned is the onus is on us to improve the user experience, to improve things so that when people come in, they know what you know. It's a lot more intuitive and more right. uh, you know directional. And absolutely, we're going to have a, a much better landing page very soon, which provides a lot more guidance when people come in. We'll have a little pop up that you know, hey, by the way, did you know you could play with your game controller? Right, stuff like that. You can. <laughs> may not have had those keyboards you know hotkeys for everything 
uh, stuff like that. So we definitely need to spend a little bit more time orienting uh, the player. My focus, uh, though, and this is you know one of the reasons that we're different from other uh, games, I guess, is our focus is getting that game out first and then building up the flash and marketing around that after. Uh, so that, that that's kind of where we build. We build sort of ground up. Where can people find Looper Lands at best? Looperlands.io, L-O-O-P-E-R-L-A-N-D-S dot I-O. Connect with any wallet, uh, each wallet with Wallet Connect. There is free to play available. Uh, Assets are currently available on uh, Loopering, L2 Marketplaces, and OpenSea, and hopefully very soon on IMX. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks Thanks for coming on the show today, Smiley. No problem. Thank you for having me. Take care, gentlemen. Have a great weekend. Okay, that was Looperlands with Smiley Face, a multi-chain pixelverse where the creators determine the gameplay. I gotta say, um, looking at this game, like, when I was playing it, I was just running around whacking rats and crabs and, you know, just kind of checking things out. And there's a lot more to this game than I thought there was. Uh, there, the, the global raids versus a monster, that one blew me away. I, I just, the, the amount of potential for tournaments and cool little events that you could do off of that, tying that into holiday events, um, they... They just open it up to basically whatever the creators put in there is going to determine what the content is going to be like. And it can be bad, but it could be really good. And it just, it opens up the doors for all kinds of possibilities. Uh, They got their NFTs out. And the one thing I will say is as a new player coming there and just trying to get into it, the and I, he he admitted to it the the beginning ux needs some help because i was a little lost uh, trucking around and yeah that that was kind of my thoughts on on what's going on with looper lands uh you got any comments on that rubik yeah um it was a surprise to me that uh the, the way it operates like um you know one-off fees to get your nfts in there and um you know so you can have it's kind of like the kiravest sort of style of things and that nifty island that's come out recently where you can they've got different ips coming into the you know interoperability kind of there you know there's all these people these experts on twitter that, that hate uh, nfts say that there's no such thing as interoperability it's, in, it's impossible you know we're, we've already got it it's already happening and so that's another another one of those games that are that are bringing cross ip into in, into a a world where it makes sense it's not you know it's like People create, you know, like a Roblox style world or a Fortnite style world, you know, where people create the map and create the, the the event as well as you can bring in whatever character you want to play as. So yeah, interesting game. Um, a lot of information to consume in a very short period of time. So I'm still processing it all. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's uh, the general just what I took away from it. Did I, I, I did I hear you talk about how you're able to bring in characters from other games w- with them? I, yeah. I know that piqued your interest in the in the conversation, and it, that seemed like that could open up all kinds of possibilities. But like, from technically, that was hard for me to understand. I mean, I understand what it means and what it would look like, but to make that happen, isn't that kind of a big deal? Yeah. Um, so it's you get you have to create the image yourself, I believe. That's what I took away from it. Where you you said something about sprites and stuff like that so you have to be like an artist i think to be able to do it i'm not i'm not certain you get the nft picture and then you can import it in 
and then you and then you use their tool to turn it into an NFT. So there's a lot of around the um, you know legalities of who will allow you to do it. So that's why they partnered with Immutable to to allow NFTs from the Immutable sets. Um, and how it actually works, um, you know, uh, I probably need to look into a little bit more. Well, that that makes sense though, because we've seen some things from other things, uh, specifically like Alter, where they're really pushing this cross cross interoperability synergy amongst all the games on the mutable platform so uh i'm not surprised and they kind of fit that niche of or not niche but that that style that immutable is going for and uh very very interesting game like you said a lot of information um uh, uh, coming from uh smiley phase and yeah, I, I need to circle back to this game. I, I actually messaged him earlier today and said, you know, I need to circle back and I, I'm going to hit him up when I do, see if I can get some help catching up to speed because my time constraints, I can't spend a whole lot of time here, but I want to. I want to learn more about this. They got a cool lava monster in there that it just looks awesome. And I, I want to go through one of their raids where the whole world like meets up somewhere at a certain time to fight an event. That... that that piqued my interest big time. Mm. Well, don't get too hooked on those. those. That was the the thing that um, in gaming that hooked me for years when you get that kind of teamwork based conquering the feeling you get from, you know, it was, it was EverQuest, 72 people in the one zone attacking a monster and spending two months trying to kill it and lo- and failing and then finally beating it. That that That's their drug, mate. Be careful. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of remember that from the Warcraft days. Uh, if you remember Anixia, you remember Anixia? No, what's that? That was the, that was like the first major boss in Warcraft. Uh, it was a dragon you had to take out. Uh, it was pretty cool. You, you, you mean World of Warcraft? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I joined the PvP server because I came from EverQuest and because uh, I was more interested in the PvP side of things at the start and missed all the raids. So this until, was back when it first when it first launched. Until, <laughs> Yeah, Molten Core was it? Was that all oh, one of the Overland? Oh, Molten bosses? Core. Was that it? was that, that was after Nixia. Mm-hmm. Like you had to beat Nixia and get gear there first, and then move on to Molten Core. Uh, back well, I must day. have done it because I, yeah, we had a pretty good guild. Oh yeah. Um. Sure anyway, did. so let's move on to uh, this week's news uh, session. Um, thanks to the two interviews today and the two interviewees that are coming on. Appreciate their time. Um, but massive week of news from immutable like what a week before and we got zk evm probably next week so oh, man. um you know we think you think you can top it but we're probably going to top it next week hopefully if we're if uh, if our uh, estimations are right right uh, what you, what do you think about overall this this week's news it's been absolutely just crazy uh like we we just did two interviews for one episode and i have a feeling that might be something that happens more often cuz there's so much there's so many games coming out that we're having a hard time keeping up with it and pl- then you factor in all the news and later on we talk about between two layers uh robbie said that this is only half of what's to come for 2024 and we'll talk more about that later but yeah it's just it, like i've made i've used this example a whole bunch of time it's like a bunch of sand being thrown at us and we're trying to catch it right now yeah okay so let's start off with Get, want to break down the new projects building on Immutable into two different categories now because there's ones that Immutable announced themselves and and then uh, you know like do a whole you know like media piece on and there's ones that um, that 
in, that they respond to. But then there's also ones that announce themselves that Immutable doesn't uh, follow up or we don't notice Immutable follow up with a like or a comment or a retweet. So um, this week, so we've got a couple that we've discovered um, from, from, we call them rumors. Um, so Fayanora series, um, they've announced that they're building on Immutable. Uh, what did you, you, you did a little bit of research on these ones, did you? Yes, and I'm like mad at myself. You can't see what I'm looking at here, but I had the tweet of them actually posting that they were on Immutable. It was like an official tweet from them, not Immutable. So I'm like kicking myself. Yeah. I had this set up and I'm looking for it. Oh, I there it is. I got it. Yep, I got it right yeah. here. There's like an image and it says basically they're on Immutable. Um, like we said, this is unofficial, yeah. but they're they're blaring it out loud and proud uh this game is interesting on several layers um i'm going to talk about their their team first real quick uh this is their their ceo nathan montgomery the thing that really popped out with him he's an actor and a lawyer and the actor whatever that's kind of a niche quirky thing but the lawyer aspect yes i like that for knowing the ins and outs of what they can and can't do and being legally compliant his, uh, his mate here is Dr. Muhammad Ali Khan. I apologize for butchering that. Uh, he's got a doctor tag that <laughs> lots of schooling and a uh, builder of AI blockchain and quantum ventures. And then their other guy with them, Mike Johnson, all kinds of accolades for him too. Uh, the team looks small from first glance. Uh, the studio is... Uh, apologies here. I'm trying a new segment where I show things off, and it's I'm not the best. There it is. This is the this is the reason Joe Rogan has uh what's his name producers. <laughs> yes. So two <laughs> two. We're not TG, big enough yet, mate. We're not big enough yet. <laughs> two TG Entertainment is the company that they're under. It looks kind of small, um, which doesn't mean anything considering that it's all about quality. But it does look small. But the game itself. Let's get to the game. Battlefield. Yeah, it's two. So I, I did some asking around today because I just got this information today, was looking at it. I actually played the game today. It's on Steam. You can go play it. The Battle for Fenora. Uh, and I hope I pronounced that right. If I didn't, I apologize. It Fainora. is a real time strategy, uh, like almost like a, you're moving around troops and you're fighting skirmishes, from what I can tell. Pretty cool. Looks like it's uh, from what they say. It's designed after Ogre Battle and o Ogre Battle Saga. I've never played the game, but then they have a second game that I believe I'm not 100 percent sure if they're going to branch off of this called uh, Wild Wilding Fenora. I believe is what it was. Wildlands. Wildlands. I'm sorry. Wildlands. And that one looks like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's coming out soon. It's not out yet. That's the one that I really wanted to play. The, I love Final Fantasy Tactics. And that one looks... that That's right up my alley. Um, they're, they're, they're saying there's going to be 30 different classes. And you can customize them with skins and weapons. And renting of assets. And this, this is low on the radar. I don't think a lot of people know about this one. They're, they got very low following. And for what they're doing and what their quality of their team looks like this could be a uh, one that we need to keep our eye on 500 followers only but i did actually just found a response from immutable's official account that they said welcome to the family so they actually are 
you know, building officially building on immutable, I'm pretty pretty comfortable to say they're officially building on immutable if if immutable is an official count response to them. Yeah, yeah, I, I am too. I've, even before that, I was. I, they they came out a lot on many different layers of saying uh, that they were going with them. Yeah, but just you know what it's like, man. There's um, there's something I want to bring up later on as well. Um, okay. But it, about about why we're seeing projects announce immutable, um, you know, and so. I'm very skeptical now if, if, a, if a project announces immutable um, because there's been, I looked at the 15 games that announced immutable that never built on them. Um, oh. You know, so, you know, like, and that's not that many if you consider they've announced about 150. Um, so, only like 10%. Uh, so, one in 10 are, are, you know, are doing it for certain reasons, but we'll go into that later. Um, next one, um, I just did, this was just last night when I was just doing my last rounds of, news for gathering you know the research and i found this game called catacomb crawlers and they're um look pretty cool it's an arpg um and it's it's uh they announced immutable in 22 uh june of 22 like so nearly three years ago uh, two years ago and um well 18 months ago and it looks pretty cool game and i've checked just did a little bit more deep researching looks like they're deciding between sweet and immutable zk evm so um, that was the last thing in their Discord mentioned about Immutable um, was, you know, probably launching on Immutable ZK EVM. So it might be, a, but sounded like the way they were wording it, they're going to go on both SWE and ZK EVM, mm-hmm. and that they'll build on ZK that they'll build build on ZK EVM first. But um, it was a pretty cool looking little ARPG game where spinning around um, like Diablo's Barbarian, cleaning up thousands of mobs. You know, so it looked, looked pretty interesting. Pretty probably like a well-funded indie game kind of quality. Looking at it right now, uh, I'm just scrolling down. It looks like they're going to incorporate VR. They did a quick meta test Quest 3 app test run. It looks like it's that's their game. Hmm. I'm looking through their t- Twitter feed, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. How do you? I wouldn't expect to play a roguelike game with VR, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, I guess I can see that yeah, as well. I don't want to go too much into them because it's not, you know, there's no official, right. like that, that announcement was a, a part, building on Immutable was when there was only StarkX and, you know, they may end up changing that. We'll see what happens. But um, they've got a lot of following, 9,000 followers and we'll see. Let's see if they um, come to Immutable as well. It's just a rumor in, at the status, rumor status at this moment. Yeah. Do you, uh, you're, you're going to have to help me on these ones. Uh I, I, I know it's on Immutable. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Meta Legends. Uh, what do you know about this one? Yeah, not a lot. Um, they announced officially, or, and Immutable announced them as well. Um, um, they've, you know, the big team that have built, um, you know, other games in the past and moving into Web3. They've done $100 million in, in revenue. Um, and they're self-funded fully. Um it's AI-based um, experiences. I think you, it might be user-generated content. I believe it might be VR as well. Um, and it's uh, yeah, you, you go into different um, different environments and experience different things, like a Roblox, like like the one we just uh, Looper Lens we just interviewed. So that sounded like, but um, yeah, but yeah, a user-generated user-generated content um, looks like it's pretty professional team building it. It's mobile. Uh, so maybe not VR, um, but yeah, AI is the focus. And not, not too many people are following them. I'm kind of surprised at that, especially with the uh, the immutable 
uh, tag, uh, teaming up with them or, or taking them on. And again, people keep wanting to throw meta into their names. I wish they would stop. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, oh my God. meta legend. It's just, we see it all the time. It's been overdone. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> like there's that many games of meta than another word after it. Right. That you don't know you don't have a reckon you don't it doesn't define it you don't go oh i know what meta legends is now you don't think meta legends and go that's that mobile game with the ar i mean with the ai in it you know it's it, like you know what i mean like it's there's, there's so many metas meta rush meta legends meta fighter meta you just they just all blur together and they become one one game you don't identify yourself right it's just it's absolutely i cannot believe they're still doing it or not rebranding like I, I cannot believe it like who's making these decisions who, like, aren't marketing people supposed to be smart? I don't know, man. I don't yeah, get it. I, I agree. really don't get it. I agree. I agree. I'm you know? right there. As soon as every time I see it now, I'm just like, I think of you. I'm like, oh, I can hear, I can hear Rubik's voice groaning. <laughs> <laughs> so I let's uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, this next announcement was absolutely huge. I don't know particularly a lot about Cool Cats, but I know of them and how big their IP was in the space, especially back in uh, the 2022, 2020. Uh, late late 2022 madness of the the nft bull run and they're coming to immutable uh what is a match three game they're doing yeah it's a match three game but uh, the big news it's with um play ember um so play ember is that uh, john hook um gun does developers built games from web 2 for years and moved to web 3 making a whole platform and that was their platform is building on Nia, I believe. Um, so this is a, you know, is it an indicator that maybe he'd be doing more of the games? Was it how much, how much was his input into building uh, this on Immutable? Was he forced to do it on Immutable because of a partnership between Cool Cuts and Immutable? Or <laughs> did he, was he influenced to come to Immutable as well? Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he's got like 10 games. Of, I think he's got 15 games or something like that under this Play Ember brand. They're all built on Nier uh, blockchain. So Nier's starting to come out as a big, big, um, big contender for, for, I wouldn't say for winning, but for surviving. You know, you know our thesis that... Um, There'll be, there'll be consolidation of blockchains, gaming blockchains, especially where, where people build. It was already starting to see it with the big players winning most of the games. But I think Nier is winning enough to be one of those top 10 to survive the, you know, uh, over the next few years. Okay, but, um, um, I'm glad you provided that information. I was, I was a little I was a little lacking on the Play Ember side. Man, they, uh, they got a lot of flowers, 132K. Um, oh, yeah. They have got a mint happening right now at the time of this recording. Oh, wow. We, uh, through, through, through Exterio, that um, launch pad that's mashes you know that uh that they they've got the map you know they're really there's not been a uh failed mint on their platform yet and there's been like 10 well they just had so, one seven you know, hours ago it says we minted out in big big uh, bold letters <laughs> uh, uh play Ember did yeah it says we minted out yeah. seven hours ago I'm looking at yeah, it there right they now. go that there's uh exterior's record can be un, unbeaten record being um continuing on but yeah, Cool Cats is a big brand, big Web two brand. Two hundred twenty seven thousand followers on Twitter. Um, they're on X, and you know I've seen I've seen a lot of people with the Cool Cats uh, PFP as their main PFP a lot, and more more in the past than recently. But um, yeah, it's um really a Degen play from Immutable. You're seeing that a bit. 
they've changed their uh, logo, you know, the hashtag, they've removed Web3 Gaming and Web3 and added crypto and blockchain or crypto and one other one, but but nothing to do with gaming. You can So you can see the immutables, like they're, they're uh, really starting to ch- turn the ship towards, you know, the degen market. If yeah. you, and this, I, I think this is, this is another, you know, like ZK Sync won Pudgy Penguins and they, that I think uh, Immutable went, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Immutable was it trying to win that project. Um, and so they've gone, you know, we need to get Cool Cats and brought them on board. So interesting. Match three, not me. Uh, I don't actually play those games. I'm not interested in them at all. So, um, but I know a lot of people do. Lots of people like match three games. So. Yep. Hey, be interesting to see. Yeah, we need all all you're, genres that are out there. Uh, it's it's. You're one of them. I've played it. Yeah, I'm not real big into it. I played it on Bubble Bots, you know, and I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, it's not Ooh. my favorite go-to, but I'll play it here and there. Yeah. All right. Anyway, interesting one. I think I made a comment saying this is that Immutable's going full on DGen, and I got a couple of comments and likes and that from I think even Immutable account, Robbie's account. So. They, it was definitely hitting. The, I hit the money there. They, this is their angle to say we're not just gamers. We want DJs as well. We're going for everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything, everything. Yeah, and speaking speaking of everything, this next one, I I, there's so many games out there. I can't keep them at all. But you know about this one. When I seen this one, 482,000 followers with the imaginary ones. I was like, oh my goodness, who who what 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 is this? And then, yeah. Immutable, picking them up. Another one, another one. Uh, yeah. Rubik, break this one down for me. You know this one. Oh, I know this one inside out. Um, uh, how much do you want to go into it? Um, it's it was like this. Um, the artwork that they put in was like five or millions and millions, because the, the NFT is a walking like bubble kind of character, yeah. And it's and they literally hand de- designed every single frame. And I think it was 2.5 million frames for the whole select for the whole set. So, and they they delayed the release of this NFT collection, um, ten thousand, I think it was, or eight 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 eight, um, because they didn't weren't happy with the art, and the art was the best in the industry already. They're a Singaporean-based organization that have huge Web two ties. They're a marketing agency for Nike. You name it, Hugo Boss, like you, or you name a big brand, like a big clothing brand they are marketers for them so they went through huge amounts of fud because of okay bears you know i don't know if he's still around in twitter anymore but his name was nathan or nathan or nat or something like that weren't they on soul okay bears yeah they're on soul okay and their army they were minting around the same time and their army went went to work and fighted and fighted and fighted and it really destroyed the mint it destroyed they minted out but they it the value didn't go to like a 10x like everyone thought it was going to you know like to the 10 ETH kind yeah. of um <laughs> because okay okay bears wanted that liquidity and went to work and there's a guy called nathan who was a head of marketing found out later he was a head of marketing of of ak bears who didn't disclose that at the time and was ripping into every single like all day long every day going into the discord going through twitter and just ripping into imaginary ones went to work and it worked they they minted out and you know I got all the people that like disaster who's on Twitter who's a bigger uh, um, you know Axie guy in the past he he bought it and was ripping into them but it came it became a phenomenon you know that everyone followed and started 
started, um, you know, ripping on it. They, they went down to 0.3 ETH for a uh, 0.03, or no, 0.3, 0.3 ETH when it was only $1,500 ETH. So like two, two $300. And now they're at 1.25 ETH floor um, and OK Bears are worth virtually nothing. So they're worth more than OK Bears, but OK Bears went to 10 grand and now down to a grand and now these are worth two grand, you know, so as a, at floor. So the long, the quality pay at one in the end, but the reason I'm going to this much detail is because it was the only. I, I I don't understand PFBs. I'm like, I don't I don't care about a picture of a cat even to be honest with you. I don't <laughs> care about a picture of a, of a bear or anything. I'm not a degen, but their music, their artwork, their website was absolutely AAA. Let you go to their website, mate. If you, if you can bring it up, imaginaryones.com, mm-hmm. you will understand what I'm. You will understand what I mean. It it is absolute the the cream of the crop of uh, artistry and capability around design so they've come out with a game called uh, there's two games there's a bubble racer and bubble runner um both and they're bringing out you know if you hold and stake they had all these staking rewards um you know they've went to work they've got on hugo boss as they've got a collection on hugo boss they've got imaginary rides so I've you got dropped the ride. I got an airplane as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I so when I minted, we didn't get on the whitelist, but I minted at 0.8. It was a 0.3 ETH if you got on the whitelist. Oh, if you didn't, it was 0.6. And I bought at 0.8. Um, so nearly three times the, the cheapest you could get it for, and then it went down below that nearly straight away after a couple of weeks. And then when it when it revealed, I got two. Um, one for me, one for my wife. And actually, it wasn't mine; it was my wife. We got Alpha Dragon. Um, and I think if you bring up one of my tweets that I did uh, responding to it, um, you'll see the my the, the one of one. There's 25 legendaries out of the 10,000 yes. um, drop, and there's there's 25 one of ones that and were. You got one, didn't you? Uh, uh, yeah, we got one. So super lucky. Um, and yeah, it's it. So I'd say it's probably worth about 10 ETH now, maybe more. I wouldn't sell it for less than 100 ETH. But it's you know they've sold for between <laughs> six and six, six and twenty eighth they have so, and my my wife who actually opened it, yep. her favorite color, like I'm I'm blue, she's she doesn't have a favorite color she just loves pastel colors and okay. if you look at it all the the, the twenty five one of ones there's only one pastel color NFT in in the whole entire ten thousand so we got the one if we had the ten thousand in front of us and got to choose one I promise you. She would have chose that one, and we got it. Nice. So Very nice. It was a really, it was a really cool story. And then we, I, you know, I've, I've stayed away because, again, it's just PFPs. But we still, it's our, our one little PFP dive. We, we used Axie money to, to buy it. So it wasn't. We didn't go to savings and spend three grand, four grand of savings to, to buy these things. So mm-hmm. um, it was Axie money. So we kind of sort of magic internet money paid for it, and it was our little, little, you know, little hobby. And yeah, but. To me, I've said to them in the thing, I can you you know get into immutable a couple of times, and then I stop, you know, like when they we could avoid all this gas if you went on immutable. So hopefully those seeds um, got into them, and but this they're going to build a game I can imagine a world a mobile game. It looks like a bit like Four Guys. I don't know. I haven't looked into the game yet. Um, but yeah. I'm looking at this I'm website sh- right now, and like I don't know how I've never heard of this. To be honest with you, I I. I'm pretty much in this space all over. There's a ton to absorb, but like I've never seen this before, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much bigger than yeah. I realized. And the 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 thing I keep thinking of back in my head is a mutable land of this one. And this is a, I mean, gosh, you got cool cats now. You got this. I, wow, 
just wow. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why you've never heard of it. It's because uh, because of what I re- the fud. It was fu- I'm not I'm not joking, man. It was fudded into Nelly destruction. Like it was, it was okay. Bears feeling threatened and wanting the li- not wanting the liquidity, you know, shared so they can mint out, and they did, and they won. Yeah. But they haven't won in the long they haven't won in the long run, and people are going to start to know about it now. It, it, it's a blue chip in my mind. Um, there's not a lot of owners, but it'll you know there's a lot of really big whales that have bought a lot because they really believe in it and love it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's an app like a health app. There's heaps. They built so much stuff, man. They're just, I'm they're looking just at it. Yeah, there's a ton they're, on they're here. Built, um, they built so much, man. And it's um, and it's not just NFT collections. It's actual utility. And this, and I know what their imaginary world is going to be amazing. So I can't wait to see it. I'm um, as a legendary owner and never going to sell owner. It's just our little present to ourselves. Unless someone comes and says, "Hey, he's 200 ETH for it," then I, I might consider it. But um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, not, so I'm not going not, not gonna to list it. Yeah, yeah, that's a massive. Sorry, went on, went on, no, that's fine. Went on a little bit too long with that one. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. It, it really is a big deal, and uh, we are going to keep going because we got a lot to still to cover. Uh, this next one, like, I noticed, like, I'm getting, I'm getting used to immutable, like, partnering up with so many people. And it's just, mm. it's becoming like breathing now. It's like, it just happens. So like when I see yeah. these other new partnerships, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They got more infrastructure aid, more infrastructure options. And like, I'm not as divesting as much time into them because it's just what they do now. And it, this next one, uh, oh, how do you pronounce this one? Axel, Axel, Axel XLR Network. XLR. Yeah. yeah, they're XLR. a... Uh, a fully stack interoperability web3 users interact with any assets or application on any blockchain with one click just more frictionless applications that they're adding to the immutable uh, ecosystem uh, did you have anything that you want to add to this so ultimately this is a bridge between 56 chains yeah so 50, well, just 56, 56? <laughs> yeah so it's like I'm not sure, but the comment, games building on Immutable ZK EVM will be able to directly onboard users from different blockchains through Immutable Passport. Amazing. So what, that, that, that on the Immutable Passport now, there's no there's no indication of this at all. So it'd be interesting to see what actually that turns out to be. Like, are you going to, is it, is it, uh, yeah, a game's gonna, does that mean games are gonna be able to bring their game from other chains onto Immutable through Passport, for a tool? Uh, or is it just a token or is it, I think it's a token. Bring your tokens in. Say, for example, you're on um, you're on uh, Shardbound and you want to buy an NFT that you've been waiting for. It's on special for ten dollars instead of twenty, and you're like, "Crap, I've got to buy it now." But I've got no funds. I don't have a credit card, but I've got this twenty sol on on uh, you know on this chain. Mm-hmm. You the, you'll be able to buy. You'll be able to hit a button to bring. How much you want and turn it into the the, the USDC or whatever you want through Axelar automatically. So you're just automatically buying the NFT through through funds on a diff- different chain. That's what I think it's going to mean. I believe that would be awesome. And then you tie that into the global order book. I mean, it's just <laughs> I'm just like putting these pieces in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're just like it's just going to be like you know this giant I... web of. <laughs> interoperability you know, people don't even know what's going you know, on you know what i was thinking don't you yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> How Paul, how's paul Byron gonna gonna spin this walled garden narrative now 
Oh man, did you see that clip I sent you? Speaking of him, with the the uh, I forget the guy's name from uh, Merit Circle. Did you see that clip I put in the Discord? Yeah, yeah. Did you see what? Did you not see my response? No, I didn't. I was like, how did you uh, not respond to this? Look, look me up. Uh, it's a it's, you have to look up replies. It's an actual quote tweet, and you'll see what I wrote. You, you can even read it out if you like. Okay, hold <laughs> on. Show it. <laughs> but um, ultimately, this here is like. In the end of a walled garden, potentially, um, by the sounds of it. I'm not certain how it's exactly going to work and how ready it'll be out of the box when ZKVM launches, but um, 56 chains being able to just interoperably use spend across each other. And you can see Devin Ferreira, uh, who's the ex-marketing leader at Immutable. Um, this this partnership is good for everyone. So uh, it's got AVAX on it, Solana. You look at the chain, there was sort of a tweet with it. There's every big chain you could think of is on it from... You know, layer ones, layer twos, um, other and Z other ZKs as well. So ZK Sync's on there, um, AVAX. It, you see my comment? Is this the where you re, re, you're re comparing him to Kagi? Is that the one? No, it's the quote tweet of the of the of Paul Barron's tweet from me. Let me. I didn't see it. I'm yeah. sorry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, right. you. When I was listening to that part that I clipped, uh, you were. I was just thinking of you the whole time. If, I was thinking of you the whole you just, time. If you just click on my name on the on, and look at not replies, just posts. I'm the third post on, on my tweet, but ultimately, um, it's where Paul Barron is interviewing him and just grilling him on Solana. Can you? You're going to include Solana. You're going to include Solana like he normally does with every single guest that comes on that's not on Solana. And I'm like, I, I make a comment. If you are building a game or product, you can, you too can head into onto the Paul Barron show to be Shield Solana. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying so hard to put that in there, and the guy was having none of it. He totally, like, oh, mate. Do what, you what, dude, it was such a diss, though. Like, if you think about it, he goes, "Yeah, our 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 concept is we want to go where the gamers is at." So he's basically said the gamers are not at Solana by saying that. I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" <laughs> you know. Anyway, I yeah. thought it was I only got five hundred views on that one, uh, and no comments. So it was a little bit too spicy for people, I think. But yeah, if if everyone knows the context, he literally interview every single time there's an immutable product project on his on his show, he starts <laughs> criticizing criticizing their decision to go to immutable using the walled garden as his narrative and you know the, the tech not being good and then starts saying why don't you go to solana yeah he starts to to he goes to recruiter mode <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like it's like one-off it's every single guest from immutable that goes on his show he does exactly mm -hmm. the same thing on and it's so unprofessional like uh, why would you like do you understand how low credit like how can anyone watch that guy seriously i'm, I'm so sorry for bringing up, him up i shouldn't have brought him up i'm sorry <laughs> That was me, it was me that brought him up because I, I uh, it was related to Axel Art because this, if this if this enables cross chain payments yep. to buy NFTs and immutable for fifty six of the biggest chains in the world, mm -hmm. it's like it, it's game over. It's it's good for everyone, all right, but mainly immutable. Agreed. If they've Agreed. Got, if they've got the games, yeah. And uh, anyway, another fresh announcement. Another one today. Uh, I I don't I didn't have time to prep because it just came out today, but. Katana Inu, what an interesting name, <laughs> Katana Inu. It's it's a a battle royale NFT PC game with NFT skins, uh, humanoid characters with 
the heads of animals. A couple weeks ago, we did a podcast. There was hyenas fighting each other. Now this is a mix of animals, maybe some humans involved. You know, you know what the inu is, don't you? Yeah, it's sticking it's a katana in you, <laughs> right? Or no, is this, no, is no, Shiba? No. Is it Shiba? Shiba inu, yeah. Okay. So it's, you know it's from play on words or what? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's like you look at the picture of the of the character. It's a Shiba Inu. So oh, the Dogecoin. Yeah. How did I miss that? Dogecoin, Do, Do um, and it, you know, it's where it, Shiba Inu or Dogecoin is where it, it originated from. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I should have caught that, and I didn't. No, it's all right. We don't. You know, we. To be fair, we've had like an hour to prepare since this announcement. So, uh, you know, it's. Um, yeah, 72,000 followers. I mean, it's just like, holy smokes. And like, this isn't the, you know, giant game that, you know, or giant collab with, you know, cool cats or imaginary ones or another one we're going to talk about here soon. But it's still a decent sized one. You know, 72K. That's nothing oh, to man. yawn at, man. Do you understand that Dogecoin and Shiba Inu were the top oh, 10 yeah. chains? For, yeah, no, no, no. I like... get that part. I get that part. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. So yeah, this is another DGEN play, mate. It's as big as the other two, if you ask me, if not bigger. So I'm really surprised because I've seen this game a while ago and I'm like, uh, this isn't the type of game that Mutable usually goes for. So, but it, I could see it had a huge following, lots of responses in their tweets, uh, organic followers, and it was it looked pretty clean. The graphics look awesome. And they've announced that they're going to have a, 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 in two weeks, like, if you th like they've got a... A screenshot of their um you know a trailer and they think they've mentioned if you think this is good wait for two weeks when our official trailer comes out oh my like, god so they've upgraded the gra they've upgraded the gra graphics even more and it looks really crisp kind of play looks really cool like playing a game the feel of the game is really important so that right, but it looks like you know the animations and the graphics are really cool for you know sword sword play so I'm actually excited for it. You know, I was, I was actually going to look at it anyway, even if it wasn't on Immutable. So, because I was taking a note of it. Um, but yeah, that's another one. Another D-Gen play from Immutable. Three D-Gen plays in a, in a week. Yeah. It's just, days. Boy, I'm just, I can't wait to talk my final thoughts. I, I'm just, I'm firing up right now. Just going through this. I got to hold it in. I got to hold it in. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you start off this next one because this is uh it's another one, baby. Another big one. Yeah, we're going to talk about it a bit later as well, some other subjects, but just let's focus on the game. But uh, Endless Clouds, uh, Loopify, who he hinted at two, a year ago that Immutable was one of his favorites. He didn't hint it, he said it. Is that Immutable? He said, actually responded to me saying in a tweet saying Immutable's leading the charge. Um, and so, yeah. Um, that was back with Stark X only, and now with pre, that was the comment was pre Polygon announcement. So mm -hmm. he's off, and they're coming to ZKVM. Both he, since then he started Capsule Heroes, Treeverse, um, the massive game, one of the biggest. Uh, it's another DJ play because it's huge Web three following, um, and lots of people's favorite game. It was mentioned in most anticipated games. It should have won it, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. There's a it's a mobile MMO, Treeverse. Um, the Capsule Heroes is a brawler, um, a mobile brawler, and it looks really clean as well. So what did, what did you think about this uh, announcement, mate, this win? This has been for a long time on people's radar. One of the most anticipated games coming out. Uh, the amount of hype that was around where is this going was palpable. We were on uh, Ansel's podcast 
or not his podcast, I'm sorry, on his spaces where we were talking about, you know, the differences between uh, Immutable and Ronin. And they they were even, you know, making jokes about this coming to them. And there was a lot of chains that were trying to get this. This was a sought-after prize by everybody. And congratulations, Immutable. Another win in a long line of many wins. And... It's not just the game. It's the, it's the social, mm. uh, the social that comes with it. With Lupify, everyone knows who's yeah. Lupify in the spaces, and now he's on Immutable. Yeah. So you got the game everybody's waiting for. You got the, the seal of approval by Lupify. This is a double win, and I don't even know anything about this this capsule game. I didn't I didn't even know about Capsule Heroes. So it, yeah, Capture Heroes came from. Uh, they had a wind down over Christmas mm-hmm. last year, a year ago, and uh, I think it, yeah, last year. Um, sorry, twenty two, twenty three, and they said let's let's do a little like a little hackathon internally and see what we can come up with, and it came out with this Capture Hero game that was really popular from the, the players. <clears throat> In a couple of weeks, they built the skeleton to it, and it was that good that they decided to build it as well. This was a massive, yeah. massive win. I don't oh. think people 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 think they know how big this was, but I don't think they know how big this was. The the Loopify acts uh, a seal of approval is, is big. It's big. Yeah, that's all there is to say Mate, about it. Um, in terms of network effect, it'll have. It was. It's probably like a. It's probably the. <clears throat> I'd say up there that some people, a lot of people, are saying it's the biggest win. Um, I, I like, there's a couple other games I think are bigger, um, personally. And, um, but in terms of the web three network effect, this is the biggest one. Um, you know, when people hear that this quality of game, that this anticipated game chose immutable, that that will make in their mind, I want to build where they're building, you know, kind of thing. Yes. But there's other games as well. I think it might be bigger. This is bigger than cool cats, right? Yeah, for sure. This, I think the so. games, you know, what people are going to play this game, you know, like and long to, for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm guessing, you know, five million players within within the first couple of months. I reckon. Wow. Yeah, they won't they won't come out for a couple of years uh, fully. I don't think until the end of 2024. Maybe tw- maybe tw- I think it'll it'll delay into 25. It's a long time to build an MMO. Um, mm-hmm. Capture Heroes will release this year, and I'm not saying they'll get five million, but. Treeverse is the perfect game for crypto, um, and it's the artwork's sense is like, uh, is it uh, RuneScape style? Sort of style. So there's so much nostalgia there. They could easily get five million. I think Blade of God and uh, Guild of Guardians, um, and this is now up there with M3. You know that's how big it is. Um, you saw my three, like my ten top ten videos. I had. Blade of God and, and uh, Google Guardians is one and two or one and two and three and mm-hmm. in one and three um, I think it was one and two from memory um, so this this tree verse would probably be up there now I'd have to think about it to put it where where it end maybe maybe one um, in terms of, and that's in guessing number number of plays it's got a chance to be the biggest biggest crypto daily active users in in the whole space so it's a huge 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 win for Immutable. Yeah, congrats, Robbie. Congrats, uh, the the team at Immutable. This this was huge. Uh, I wasn't sure where they're gonna go, but man, I, I was crossing my fingers. It's like if you guys could, if you guys, they don't spend a lot on chasing these games, but 
I was like, if you're going to spend a lot, this is probably the one to do it on. And I don't know if they did or not. I have no idea. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that in conjecture that if I'm if I'm the king of immutable, I was I was going in and all in after this one. And uh, I'm glad they got it. Hats off to you guys. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to move off to the from the really great news to the what's pissing us off this week? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, We've had a lot of hype and positive. Let's uh, let's let's tone down our positivity for just a, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just a, I'm not going to go too long. I'll, I'll, I'll kick off. Um, I just, but there's just been a huge amount of like claims on X, like by other chains. And, you know, like sometimes Immutable does it a little bit as well, but I don't feel it is as bad. They don't, you know, like, they, you know, when they, like there's 70% of games building on Immutable, that's like that message came across, could be, could be construed as, and I've heard people say, oh, Immutable's getting, has, has got 70% of all games, crypto games building on it. It's not the case. It's nowhere near the case. There's 4,000 games on, in crypto that we know of, um, Web three games and only two hundred fifty uh, that we know of are building on Immutable. So it's not seventy percent of games. It's those two hundred fifty have got the lion's share of funding, and it's not seventy percent of funding anymore. But in twenty twenty two, they got seventy percent of funding, and some of those didn't come over to Immutable. They stayed on Polygon. So on um, piece proof of stake. So you know, there, there's that. But what well, that's that's not nice. I don't like that. You know, like you know that kind of trick marketing. That's the Immutable's worst case scenario. But the other ones like daily active user claims um, and active wallet claims, like Scale Network, they literally claim they've got 10 million daily active users on their platform. <laughs> That's not true, mate. They don't do any volume at all in anything other than maybe tokens being sent around, you know, in bots to make it look like they are, you know? And they're claiming $3 billion in gas, you know, saved. Are you telling me that they've Saved more gas than Immutable by 5x that's had actual products running for years and years and years. You know, like it's Immutable's saved 600 million or seven, 800 million dollars worth of gas their whole entire lifetime. They've been going for five years. Scale has got a couple of games in it that have got a lot of bots in it and don't do any volume, but they claim they've saved this much gas. It's just lies, mate, you know, and pixels with their daily, you know, constantly quoting their daily active users when it's quite clear that it's bots farming and there's been evidence of that. And, so yeah, like it's just it's just annoying. Like, like do they think that that helps when they say their daily active users is 170,000 when people know it's not, or when they say that they've got 10 million active wallets and people know it's not? It makes people just think, well, you're lying, you know. And 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 I think, you know, like I think the whole industry could come 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 down to just being a little bit more honest about their their performance and speaking raw numbers. That's my that's my little rant for the week over. Yeah, I, I was expecting a little more fire and brimstone for you, but you know you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, but if that's the worst Immutable's doing, it's I don't think it's that bad because there's some gray, some gray tones of that where you know if you don't have the funded games, your 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 chances of succeeding are not very good. So if they have the majority, the lion's share of the funding, they are kind of having the yep. majority of the best chance so are they stretching yeah. that a bit yes but they're not I, completely lying let me so let me make sure i was i was saying that immutable kind to do it but it's based on truth right but then these ones are complete and utter lies mm-hmm. so like you know that your daily active users are bots but you keep on 
you, the official account, your founders, keep on actually quoting these numbers as a selling point. Join their join their yeah. chain. You know, like I get it. And and I said mutables is a little bit different because it's it's based on truth, but it's also you know like it can be. It's been because of it. There's been fake stuff promoted by other parties. Yeah, not mm -hmm. by them. But, yeah, but anyway. Yeah. So that's my winch. My winch is over. This is a. Uh... This was a big one for me this week. I've, I've kind of tried to, you know, stay out of the muck, lots of muck. Uh, we talked about this ahead of time that if if Treeverse goes the mutable, there's going to be a massive storm of delicious tears that fall everywhere. And we were on the spaces with uh, some of their people, uh, Finn and Axel, uh, you know, and they were throwing around liberally like, yeah. It's coming to us. And uh, yep. I remember saying on there, I don't care where it goes to. I don't care what chain it goes to. I want to play this game. This is an mm -hmm. awesome looking game. I have a lot of hype about this. I hope it comes immutable, but wherever it goes, I'm going to play it. And what I watched was even more than I was expecting. I was expecting a bunch, but this was like, mm -hmm. it, it's just the same thing. And, and, and all they're doing, they are val we 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 throw out criticisms to the Ronin chain that they're just there to pump and dump. We say it publicly, and mm. if that's what they want to do, fine, that's fine. But quit acting like that's not what you're about. They want to put on this uh, this facade that they're oh they're they're the gaming chain and that's what they're there for. And no, you're you're there. To make a quick buck, some of you are going to make a bunch of money. A lot of you there are going to lose. That's what you are. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it as it is. And mm. what pisses me off is you got mad. Not you, Rubik, but the Ronin community got mad because you didn't get your way. And then you mm. went from Treeverse being the best game of all time to... It's terrible and it's going to fail and you did a massive flip-flop because you didn't get your way. And then the the, the king, the king of them, who is accused immutable of being pure announcements, which is just absolutely hilarious for him to say that. He wants to go out there and I've got the post up so people can see it as we're talking. If you're on audio, sorry, you'll have to look at the video when you see it. But he says, let me translate. I already knew I would go for the money even a year ago, because what I lack the most is integrity. And he's taking a shot at Lupify, basically. He's mm. questioning Lupify's integrity. Lupify is making the best decision for his company from a business aspect. He is not, mm. I, I'm going to assume he's not a dummy <laughs> with everything that he's <laughs> built so far, okay? This guy clearly could go to any chain he wants. And if he wanted to make money, why not go to the Ronin network and he could get that quick pump and dump of his assets very easily, I'm sure. So that right there debunks Kagi's argument of that he's just doing it for money and that he lacks any integrity. He's looking at what is the long-term best play. And his decision was immutable. And I don't care how you want to spin it. I don't care how much you want to say it's not going to make it because the 100,000 people that we're going to support it won't be there. What it comes down to is you, Kagi, and the Ronin Network, you lost. 
L O S T. You yeah. lost. <laughs> and you should. And, oh, and on top of it, and now hold on, let me finish here. On top of it, yeah. not only did you lose, you showed your cards of what your network is about. Because if you were about the space and about the longevity of a game, you would have accepted the decision. Because if Lupify goes on with his game, and let's, I'm just throwing a number out here, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Let's say he gets 10 million people into his game in the first year. That amount of people coming in will trickle out into the rescue community because they'll come here like oh well this web 3 isn't that bad what else is there out there and they'll start looking around and it'll build the whole entire community mm -hmm. but no you want to be selfish and be like oh i'm not playing this game i'm leaving your discord now and selling my assets please sell them i want to buy some <laughs> at a low price do me a favor but you showed your cards you showed what you're about case closed we don't have to debate anymore ronin is about <laughs> pump and dump i'm done well, that's, that was awesome. Sorry to interrupt you. No, uh, no, just, no, that's all right. I told you I was pissed. That, I told you I was pissed. If you, <laughs> if you still got that tweet open with uh, where you made that comment, if you go down into the comments, um, mm -hmm. he, he, he gives some reasoning behind it about how he, Lupify a year ago, put a picture of Treeverse on the Mavis Hub, the game launcher. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then it says, look, he's even, fa he's even teased us and that. But if you look, the next tweet straight after it, if you go into, oh, sorry, I went into that tweet, found it, and straight after it, literally seconds after, he writes another tweet saying, just joking, just having a laugh. So are you are you brain dead? Like you think that he's coming to Ronan? Or, or do you think maybe you wanted it to happen so bad that your brain is warped in the, in, in the perception of what actually was promised? It became... Well, you look at uh, Ansel, who's a lovely guy who just he's not, he said it in our, in our before, he's not a gamer, he's a, he's a DJ and he's here for the money. Um, and like he, he's already sold, like said that he's, um, you know, like he was the one that started going treeverse, 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 you know, and he was pumping it, pumping it, pumping it. And Lupify said, Oh, I'm open to it, I'm open to discussing. This is on Twitter again, open to discussing with Ronan, you know. So from that. And that tweet, that's where they've taken that they've won it. Um, I used to and think... So, oh, go ahead, finish. No, no, no go, go. I yeah. used to think... A long time ago, I used to watch Kagi's stuff. I'll be honest, I did. I used to watch it. Yeah. I gave him a benefit of doubt. I thought he had some good content. Um, my opinion has changed. I think he's. I think he is what's wrong with the space anymore. And I don't, well, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to insult him. I mean, he does a lot of hard work. He's good at his craft. He, he's made a name for himself. But like... He's become, in my opinion, he's the BitBoy Crypto of the Web3 space now, in my opinion. I, I, I don't know what happened to him. I, I, well, I do. He's chasing money. He wants FU money. I literally heard him say he wants FU money. And when you get that mindset, you don't care who you step on. You don't care what you do. You become almost subhuman. And I know that's harsh, but that's where he's at with me right now. I've lost all respect for him because, you know, he's questioning a man's integrity that's trying to make a good business decision and I, I won't keep ranting on this but like if, if you guys if, if you guys do whatever you want to do but i think he's bad for the space and that's that's all i'll say about it he's uh just two hours ago from this recording he's wrote a post saying i'm i'm having a blast in crypto bond team but definitely better than alluvium like he's just gone all now he's just gone anti-immutable I, I don't know why he's done that he got influenced by that davisio guy that that i had a bit of a run in before you know that 
didn't had an etherbots issue with etherbots the one of the first games ever to be built you know expected it to be like modern and work you know like when everything's getting worked out and so he, i think he, he mentioned that to me once you know you know when we used to talk on, on twitter and yeah. uh so but that but it's um yeah, he's just taking a dislike into Immutable because his bags aren't there, and so, you know... And he's uh, getting his ass kicked, any... too. That's why. That's another reason. He's getting his ass to kicked. Say, <laughs> to say that CryptoMon is better than Alluvium, I've never even heard of them. Have you heard of them? They're actually pretty big. They've got 125,000 followers. No, I've never heard of them. Graphics are cool, but, I mean, graphics aren't everything. Oh. I, I know nothing um, about it. I'm looking, looking at it, it right now. The graphics are so average, mate. Are they? Oh, now I see it. Okay, well, the picture he yeah, had up there God. looked cool, but now I see the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's watered down. Yeah. That's not... Yeah, well, okay. graphically, that's not better than the Luvian. No this way. Is the, this ties back to the tribalism thing, the, the major point of the of the rant from you, is like, why, why would you do that? Like, I would never say that about a game in, on, on Ronin, even if I... You know, I've got, nothing, I've got no problem with Ronin, even though you hear me regularly... You know, diss it. It's not. It's more the these people like Kagi that are actually divisive and bringing the space down rather than bring it like rising all ships. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's uh, uh, that's. I get what you're saying, mate. But the um, trickle down effect. It's the trickle down effect. If one game gets a whole bunch of people in it, they're gonna say, "Oh, what's this Web three thing?" And they're gonna start looking around, and it's gonna trickle to, into everybody. So that's why I've, I've I've said it repeatedly. We need to be all cheering and working together instead of this, you know. Oh, you're out because you're not in our network pumping our token. Yeah, screw that, man. I'm done with those people. Anyway, yeah, I think we had yeah, enough negativity, didn't we? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Ron Meltdown later on, but um, is that? We'll, I guess we'll end it with this here. I just wanted to add one thing, but like the last thing I want to say is, um, do we want to do the Ron Meltdown as well, or or, or just make it this? Oh, because, gosh, we kind of morphed into that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Sorry so about that. It, when, when, before he announced who he was going to go with, um, Jihaz wrote a post saying, like, uh, did you see that post? It's, it was like, um, oh. we don't want to part, we, we, we want to partner with people that, uh, you know, get us and all this kind of stuff, you know, like, it was like a, you know, a little salty post to kind of indicate that they hadn't won everyone knew what it meant before the announcement that it meant that they didn't win um what's it called uh uh treeverse yeah yeah and uh he, he's where is it? i want to see i want to read it out exactly yeah it's 10 hours ago so that's more than that um i can't find it but anyway he he, he said that ultimately that you know we, we want to work with Founders that get us experimental. It was kind of putting the blame on them, on uh, on on tree on Lupify and Treeverse that they aren't good enough for us. <laughs> like that was the really the message. Like this is the message I would have said. We we missed out on a really awesome opportunity uh, to partner with an amazing product. Um, you know, we what what we want to do from here is learn from what why we missed out. Hopefully, with all the time we've invested, we can get some feedback from that and work out what we can do to improve ourselves to be better, better positioned for the next time that one of these amazing opportunities come up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like admit that you're you lost because your shit, your product shit. It's not it's not very good, and there's things you need to work on. You know why? Why did we not win this project? They said we we didn't win it because of Loopify. 
not because we didn't win because of us. Yeah. You know, that's the problem with this world right now. Taking responsibility and make, that would make me hungry to do better. If I was a, if I was in Jiho's position, I would say, well, I want to find out where we missed out, where our gaps are, and work so that next time we're better positioned to, to win that product. Not this bitchy kind of attitude that just salty, more salt, 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 drink it. You know, like it's, it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, it now everyone else is going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to part with those guys. Look at the way they respond when they don't win. You know what There's else? 500 chains, mate. Yeah. To choose from. You know what else that you says too? Yeah. What? That that uh, number, those numbers they like to throw out with you know 100, 150,000 uh, army strong and daily active users, it's not oh, as yeah. valuable as they're making it out to be. Because if it was, and we've talked about this, it's such a small percentage of the global population of gamers. The yeah. big prize is that one to two percent in the mainstream, and Lupify probably gets that. So that, those numbers that they like to lean on is their number one s selling card. It's not that valuable. Sorry yeah um yeah it's it's uh I, I, it's a shame that they that they do this that they have this attitude they, they've done it from the start when i was in axie before when there was only axie psych out used to go mental on twitter all the time and have, have blowouts and in in, in, in in and in the discord I used to sit there and just laugh at him and so i chose i learned about crypto gaming through through, through sky mavis yeah mm -hmm. and i am no longer a supporter of theirs like, I don't care if they win or not. Like, I don't care. I don't want to see them fail. But I, I choose, like, I chose Tesla to invest in because of the founder. I saw something special there in someone that was going to change, was had the capability to change and to, to lead from the front and look at what the, that person's done since then. That yeah. was 10 years ago, man. You know, it's the fastest growing man, large manufacturer ever in the history of the world. You know, it's the groundbreaking technology across the board, you know, that no one else can do including splend rockets full self-driving is about just launched version 12 which is off neural nets mm -hmm. so it's literally no longer no longer code it's run off neural nets now like a brain mm -hmm. so it copies humans um you know so it's like i picked tesla because of that and i picked immutable because robbie is the woke version of of uh of elon musk yeah it's it's you know he's a a genius, but he's he's more on the left. Where he's on the right. That's the only, I'm that, not sure. That's the only difference. I'm not sure. Lately, <laughs> lately he's joke. been. It's a joke. It's a joke. I know. I know. It's a joke. I know. I'm just it's saying. Lately, he's been saying a lot of things that lean towards a capitalist, and uh, you know, I, I agree a lot with what you said about you know, taking responsibility and building things. And I, I want to retract something. It it is valuable in this space. The amount of people they have in their organization over at Ronin but in the grand scheme of things outside of this space mm. it's not I'm sorry and I, I didn't mean to be coarse with that earlier but the value here versus what is out outside of this space it, it's it's a it's one drop in a giant 500 gallon tote <laughs> they've, also, they've also only got three games mate you can play Axie, I know Aperion, I know Aperion and uh, Pixels like so their whole community have got the top, they don't have to choose between what games they're playing. So mm -hmm. they, they, they've got time to play all three of them. One hour of Axie, one hour of Pixels, and if they want to play um, Aperion, they can spend a couple, you know, log in and have a couple of games. Like, and then their numbers look amazing. Yeah. Also, there's lots of botters. Like I, when I was when I had an Axie account, I I had like 150 um, accounts. 
you know so and then a lot of the people that were playing my accounts had multiple accounts so i knew one guy that had 10 accounts was making thousand dollars a month times 10 playing because he's playing on 10 different phones gotcha. so you know those numbers aren't you know that they quote all the time they're just very easily manipulated into looking better than they are and they have got definitely got the most number of dedicated players web3 players definitely at the moment but it's not that big a lead that they make out and final point on it is that you know back to why you'd never ever if i ever saw a tweet like that from you know geos wrote not 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 suing these partners after the gala suing thing you know um just spoke your stick and fire like that feel that behavior and psych outs flip outs and him going on paul barron and attacking immutable verbally and then writing comments like i don't even see immutable as a as a major threat i'm more worried about arbitrum things like that like just <laughs> con, con, constantly writing this garbage against immutable like this is the reason that that community attacks immutable all the time dude i the just big said, dog in the house sorry know? go ahead i have any mean country big dog in the yeah, that's right. They just—I was finishing up the big dog in the house and led, led from the top. They're—they're—it's permission. Go ahead and attack. And it's actually the reason they lost. Um, why they lost endless clouds? Because when when Lupify wrote a comment saying it doesn't matter, it shouldn't matter what game, it, what platform it's on, they started attacking him. They yeah. started before the before the decision was made. And so mm-hmm. this this culture of of toxicity that they've built and, fo- and fostering and and, and 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 giving the green light to is the reason they lost endless clouds i thought they were going to win it to be honest with you but when i saw them attacking lupify in the in uh, in the discord and in critter and it wasn't just one or two it was like 50 people yeah what do you what do you think that person's gonna do like oh, i don't want to be around these people i don't want this i don't want these people as much how is that helping your cause yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if they, if Robbie had wrote a tweet like that ever in, in the history of his tweets and, and attacking someone else or making a comment that when they lost the game that it was their, it was the game's fault, not their own, I would, I'd, I'd stop supporting Immutable because and that's probably the reason why I don't support Ronan now because just that the, I follow Tesla because of the leader and I follow Immutable for the leader and I'm pretty certain that the winner is going to be Immutable and I'm pretty certain people are starting to see that now. You're yeah. starting to see the community really grow immutable now like right now just before zkvm and all these game announcements we were, we're i'm starting to see a lot more actual people immutable fans um coming out of the woolworks now yep you can you can almost smell it coming so yeah i think we uh i think we nailed that one we do need to move on and uh i think we're are we where are we at it we're up to immutable news okay um, that's what i thought yeah oh, this is a positive one yeah uh back back to positivity um it's it's a GOG has released in Canada. Dude, I got massive FOMO right now. I can't play it because I'm not in Canada and uh, I'm just watching. The all... I should have. I, I had a lot going on in my personal life around when all this came out. So the time constraints would have been bad for me. And from what I'm seeing, people are playing six to 12 hours a day. <laughs> so it's. I'm, I'm seeing the word addictive. I've seen some of the gameplay and some of the UX improvements. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have FOMO. I'm massive FOMO for this right now. I, I've i had my expectations low because of uh, things in the past, but like it's starting to, it's the, the, the energy for GOG starting to flow back in my veins again, man. I, I, I expect some, uh, 
I expect some content down the road for myself around this when I can get my hands on it. We're, t we're talking about getting a, uh, an X spaces going with some uh, immutable, I'm sorry, uh, some GOG peeps uh, from the community to talk about the experience and talk about the state of GOG. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to contain it, but I'm, I'm getting pumped up, man. Yeah. Uh, so pumped for it too. Uh, there was Chris on a comment recently said they're a bit disappointed by the retention of day one people, but really, really solid day three for the people that stayed from day one to day two, day three. So um, that's a question. Day seven, day, day seven is looking good as well. He said, so that's a question I want to ask him when, uh, we get to talk to him soon. Uh, let the kid out of the bag on yeah. that one. But uh, yeah, I want to ask him about that because they they went after they wanted to go after non-core members in Canada, and I think they got that. And I'm wondering if those non-core members were the ones that were bringing down that retention factor on day one, versus the core members that were able to get in and play the crap out of the game. Uh, I'm really wondering if if they think that that's what it was and. Hopefully it's not, but it it probably is. I would guess. What do you think yeah, of that? Also, I think maybe the VPN. Like there'd be a lot of people that plugged in a VPN to play it, but it's mm -hmm. a bit of a like a pain in the ass to do it. You know what I mean? So you're like, might just do it to try it and go, oh yeah, this is cool, and then not play again just because you're not supposed to. Supposed to. Right. Well, I reckon that that was what I would have done if I, I thought about it and I and I didn't do it because I didn't want to give them the bad stat and the fake bad stat. Um, just add to it, you know. What I mean, I didn't want to just log in for one day on get a VPN set up, log in for one day. I don't want to have to deal with that, so you know what I mean. But I'm, I nearly did it just to try and see what it's like. But I thought, you know what, I'll be patient, I'll wait for my turn. Nice. Um, yeah, but GOG is uh, the releases. You know, people are addicted to it. The comments are, you know, the the videos look great. The positivity about the change coming to it. Um, you know, the, the few little changes they made to it from the last. Play test that people are really saying that's really good actual complaints that um there's too much time available to play yeah <laughs> again it's like a good sign to have yes yeah. yep yeah we gotta uh keep this ship going uh this is you yep. man you're what what's happening on immutable i know you're you put these these posts out on x and they're, they're super popular what's what's up with what you got going on there now um just going to run through and quick I think Project Kaizen's opened up to everyone. You don't have to be a holder of token anymore, so I might do a tweet on that soon. Um, Metatoy City is doing an airdrop. They also, Metatoy Dragons, had a tweet that they're going to go join WeMix. I asked them in the Twitter, in their Discord, does that mean they're not coming to ZKAVM now? Um, they didn't respond. And they, the person that does respond to all that did respond straight after my chat, like about half an hour later, to someone above me that asked the question. So a bit, bit worried there that it, maybe we'll Dragon, toy, Meta Toy Dragon's going to go to Wii Mix instead because that, that chain's having a lot of success in Korea because, you know, the numbers are big because Koreans are open to crypto gaming. So that's going to be Immutable's biggest challenge is uh, breaking into that, you know, getting the Korean local people to understand Immutable and where to access Immutable um, and how to use it. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that they've they've got that sorted out. Though. <laughs> they've hired a lot of people out there. Yeah. Um, Grant stepped away from Illuvium, and that was kind of interesting. Well, Big news uh, there. You know, yeah, uh, alcoholism is he blamed it for his problem. So sounds like he, you know, had a running with, with, uh, with, with Kieran and fair, and he admitted fair enough. He thought, you know, you got to, you can't, if he's let the team down, and it, you know, got, got it into a position available, ready for him to, to provide, to continue on without him. So they've got, you know, that's all sorted. Um, 
not good, not good, good public news, but you know, um, Australia, that's Australia for you. <laughs> uh, we, don't, we don't we don't do fake things it's all out in the public in australia oh well you know many australians are like that ember swords changing their uh weekly wednesday developer kind of updates with all those cool videos they did on what on their progress to going to be more focused on law which is going to be the story in backlog drop around uh ember sword which would be awesome um and the developer diary still the interview with the developers is going to be more focused on the development of the game um and a few playtests. Um, Moonstrike looks to be releasing in January. A playtest. Evermoon's opened up to everyone. Lusa waitlist. Uh, you can get Lusa's about to opening up to playtest and Sale Wars open beta now as well. Uh, as well as Rave Rave Racing. Uh, the the Venom no longer Venom now Immutable Racer. You can play a racing game on Immutable right now. That's all my shorts. Real quick, Sale Wars. I'm playing it. So is uh, so is Wandering Gale. I've enjoyed yep. it so far. I've enjoyed it. It's Uh-oh. it reminds me of some things. I'm gonna keep it in because I gotta make a video on it. But uh, if you haven't played it yet, I would recommend it. All right, I'm gonna go down. We're in alliance. Area. We're in alliance too. Uh, go there Immutables. for uh, immutables. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing, Enjoy nothing it, crazy. Everyone. It's nothing crazy to play. It's just you can tinker around with. It. It's a lot of building stuff and timers and stuff. But I can see the potential. I'm looking at it. It's it's got my interest peaked. Yeah. Um, sweet. So moving on, a um, couple of um, episodes, a couple of things. Uh, what I call media pre- representations from Robbie and one from Chris Clay. What the, that the really cool one was the year in review predictions. There was a few things that come out of that. What you can go first, mate. What were your what what did you, you think of that between two layers predictions uh, episode that came out just a couple of days ago? Uh, you want to go through them all real quick? I, I got them down here. Yeah, you go, mate. Okay, uh, well, I'll get your takes on them, too. Uh, Justin Hulog says uh, there's going to be a game with 100,000 monthly active buyers, which means 1 million users. What do you think? Um, I think maybe yes. I've, my predictions had that already. Yep. I think 2.5 million for GOG or Blade of God. Blade of God. This is monthly active. I, I said yes to this, too. Monthly active. Oh, yeah, monthly. Sure. I, think, I, think, I think we'll definitely get a couple of games into that space. Yeah, I think sure. he's right about that one. Uh, next one was Daniel Daniel Pice. I, gosh, I hate names. I do terrible. He's from Gods Unchained. Um, studios being able to fund themselves from their own token economy. I said no. I don't think they'll be quite yet this year to be able to do that. Maybe one or two, but not a lot of them. What do you Daniel think? Daniel Pace, his name was? Yeah, Pace. Daniel yeah. Pace. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't really understand that too much. I, I, you know how much I paid attention to tokens? I just, just don't really care. You know, like it's... I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't... I don't... If people... people Will people work out that they, they can't get rich playing games? Like, Well, the, the context anyway, of that is... The context of it is that there's going to be good enough games and enough volume to where their own economies can sustain them and they don't have to rely upon grants or VCs. I don't think so by this year. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it's going to be not this year. And I don't think um, that'll be many that can, you know, we all know about, you know, right. Look at power world come out of nowhere. No, we'll talk about that in a second. His other one was um, uh, layoffs. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm finished. His layoffs. Uh, he said also layoffs from web two are going to drive more game developers into web three i agree i agree but that doesn't mean it's gonna have any gonna have any impact this year in terms of consumer facing products 
Yeah, like it takes years to build games. So if these guys come in now, it's five years away from right, or three to three to five years away. Um, Agreed. From, from any real impact from that, uh, but it'll make it uh, cheaper to hire devs in the gaming space. Uh, more opportunities to be able to uh, to, to attract devs. Um, when a company makes a massive round of layoffs, you know, um, you know, like say Activision lets off ten percent of people. What that effect has is anyone knows is like, am I next? And someone knocks on the door and says, hey, I've got this this massive amount of funding. We've got a five-year project. You know, we're looking to scale up. That's more secure than staying in Activision because you could be next. So, you know, it doesn't mean necessarily that's the outcome, but it means that the people are more willing to take a call. Yeah. Um, know that from recruitment, like recruitment days. Yeah, I figured that was a when anyone made a layoff and it was announced, I was on the phone to that company, to anyone I knew in that company, going, hey, how you going? <laughs> being this, yeah. being this, uh, the hound dog style of job it is and why we're, why uh, we're rated worse than used car salesmen in terms of uh, respect from people in the community. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I was expecting that kind of answer from you with you being a recruiter <laughs> yeah. and all that. So uh, next one is, uh, this one former, shocked me. Or, Former, uh, let's go back to that. Make that clear. Former recruiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't pay. I wouldn't do it for a million dollars a year now. Oh, wow. Hmm. I hate it so much. It just broke my soul. Yeah, I hear you. Chris Clay mm-hmm. was the next one, and this one shocked me. Uh, Chris Clay is just one of those guys that's just super smart. And I'm not saying this is going to be wrong, but I just I didn't agree with him on this. Uh, his premise is that Web3 has always been, well, not always, mostly been, High value NFTs with low volume of them. Basically, less supply, super high valuations on them for people chasing them down, especially the whales. He thinks going into 2024 that that culture is going to shift and we're going to see more players that are actually playing the games, minting from in-game and more of those selling on the market versus the high value niche whale chasing for the flips i don't agree with that i think the flipping for high value dollars and the niche products is going to remain what's your thoughts he's a year early i definitely think that's going to be the case you if you get a million person game yeah mm-hmm. that you can like say for example metalcore where you mint in the game if you get a million people playing it minting constantly minting selling and buying within the game of, of parts they need and of mechs and ships and stuff like they're not going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars they're going to be like 10 20 dollars you know and so he'd be right um but does does medical get a million players um you know there will be the speculators then that go and buy their their gen zeros because of you know because value go up but this idea of flipping nfts is a bubble yeah and it's one of the big it's it's an overall ponzi scheme there's no value to a picture of a cat, a picture of an ape. There's no value to it whatsoever other than being part of a club. And mm-hmm. that club hasn't got endless resources just to keep pumping out to you to make that keep that value going. You know, they're going to keep selling more, which dilutes the value. So I think that, that he's right, that that will happen. If it happens this year, it'll be in the last quarter. Um, we'll start to see that shift, in my opinion. So he might be right. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to stop with him. Well, I, I'm, I'm, going a, I'm going on no for this year. He said this year. I don't think it happens this year. So, like, yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think uh, down the road. Uh, I think this year. I'm going to start with him. I think quarter th- quarter oh. four this year when we've got our million player games, we're going to start to see, okay. you know, there'll be big high, high value flips on, on speculators, but they're going to get wrecked eventually when the Ponzi crashes for them. Because, you know, 
And when, you know, the, it, 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 it's going to crash one day when the, all these JPEGs of apes is going to be worth nothing. It's going to happen. I promise you. Like, they're already down like heaps big. So, okay. So we got a Ponzi. yes for you. All, 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 all Ponzi's crash. Yes so for you. Get... A no from me. Now, yeah. listening to what you said, I will say this. If regulatory issues come in and stomp these down, then I agree with him. But that's the only way I agree with him for this year. So, uh, Next up, we got Scott Herman from Wagme Games. Uh, his predictions were like from like six to eight months ago. I don't know why they took the predictions back then or using them now, but they did. So uh, he had – I'm going to – Try to summarize. He had quite a few. Uh, it's going to be the biggest bull run crypto has ever seen, and gaming is going to lead it. Interoperability gets better. Influencers and streamers lead the lead the charge for this because of the human effect. And we lose the Web three classification, and it just becomes games and normalized. I agree with all those statements up to the Web three losing its classification, but. I think those are kind of general and that, that that's always going to happen. What do you said? You know, biggest bull run crypto scene, gaming leads it. We all agree on that. Interoperability gets better. Yeah, eventually uh, that's going to happen. Uh, but the Web3 losing its classification as being Web3 and it just goes to normal just games. I don't think we're anywhere near that right now. What's your thoughts on all that? Um, uh, the the Wagme team are good at hype. Um <clears throat> They believe that their game is going to be this huge multi-million player game, and I think it could be, but it's got to get more polished than it is now. That's for sure. It's um, fun, but it's not something I'd play more than the bare minimum that I need to. Um, you know, uh, there's not a lot of like range to like strategies to, to to go for. So they've got a lot of depth to build into their game. And if that happens, that's why I think he's believing this because he thinks he he might know that that's happening and that's going to release in the you know in the first couple of quarters. Um, so yeah, maybe I don't know, man. Maybe the bull run come uh, again. It's just stuff I don't care about. It's I All just right. care about playing playing games. Well, here's Robbie's. Uh, he gave five, so I'll try to make this as short as possible. Uh, Wag three gaming gets a blockbuster game this year, and two to five other hits. But a lot of high failure rate. I agree with that. What do you think? Yep. Okay. Next one. Huge rush of VCs and some game devs after the first major hit. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. If that happens. Yep. Uh, his third. Gaming tokens become the most popular way to invest. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. So it already is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean... <clears throat> depending on if, yeah, most cases it is over the NFTs. Uh, his fourth, ZK, oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought of you instantly. ZK EVM becomes the default gaming use for everybody. Well, yeah, I think he means like the default chain style to use on, on the EVM. So, you know, it's the, the side chains and the um, optimistic roll-ups become less and less considered for for ZKVMs. Um, I think that's a bit of hopium this year. I think it might happen in three years. Um, we're so far behind. If you look at the Layer 2 Beat uh, website, it's uh -huh. got huge huge amounts of uh, like investment in top mystic roll-ups. Um, they're the leaders by far in terms of total value locked at the moment. 
So there's a long way to go for it to be considered. And that, and that sways a lot of people's decisions. You know, crypto unicorns that's just migrated from, from um, what's it called? Uh, Polygon's proof of stake to uh, optimistic roll-up. He knew in his, ex and I spoke to Aaron, I'm in his founder's channel. I, I speak to him often, the CEO there. Um, really nice guy. And he said he chose them because he doesn't feel the security is needed for, that's needed in ZKVM for games. I completely disagree. It's like saying that I don't care if you're, you know, you look at the difference in Robbie and he says that security is the only thing that matters. After that, everything else matters. And so that's what ZKVM. So you got still got people that don't think that security is that important. It will take a huge hack of an optimistic roll up. Like I think optimism where that the fraud proofs that are predicted in the past for people to go, oh, oh, you know, if that happens, then that will definitely happen this year. But if it doesn't, I don't think this year, I think next year. Awesome. And his last one here, I'm going to agree with you on that because you know more about that than I do. Uh, but the last one, if Immutable takes off the way he thinks it's going to and they land those games, he predicts a lot of grifters start popping up to copy uh, Mutable's formula. What is your thoughts on that? I wanted to hear what you had to say. Did you say his own formula? I thought he just meant in the, in the space in general. Well, he didn't like, say formula. I just kind of threw that in there he didn't okay. say formula yeah I, I thought he meant just scripters coming to the space to try and copy people that are successful um so yeah I, I, it's already happening there's already they still are here then everyone says they're not here now they're, it's, they're here man what are you talking about every second games and a grift every second one yeah i thought so, he meant that they're going to be trying to grift what immutable does though like what is it i don't understand what that means their ecosystem their ecosystem using zk evm yeah like they, they'll use the zk evm this is how I took it. I'm not exactly what I said. They use the ZK EVM for, you know, the the infrastructure, and then they start up their studio around it. Mm. Maybe I maybe I read that right. wrong from him. I just thought he meant Grift is coming to the space because of the success of this in trying, but they're already here. Okay. I had a lot to digest today, so maybe I took that the wrong way. Yeah. A couple other yeah. uh, mentions I wanted to mention about between two layers before we move on. I thought this was the most uh, significant. Uh, I, I mentioned this earlier. Half the pipeline is not even announced yet. And the other one, uh, for, for the, the testing, they had 12,000 games designers on Testnet. And they have 13,000 game designers on the Immutable Hub and this is all supposed to be coming out within the next year or so. Uh, huge, huge numbers. What do you mean? You what, do you mean what do you mean? What do you mean next year or so? You said within the next year, uh, they've got this. I don't even know what it is. What the the, the Immutable Hub, Immuta Hub. I'm sorry, Immuta Hub. That's Immutable Hub's the developer environment for people to the tools for developing that they need to, in the docs. So they go in there, they can get all the access to the docs. So yeah. I think it means the games that they're building coming out in the next year. Or the products in games. Yeah? Is that what he meant? I thought he meant 13,000 game designers. I thought I heard him say that we're on the Amuta Hub and... Yeah, so 13,000 developers have signed up to the Developer Hub, which the Developer Hub is a platform with all the tools and documentation for you to be able to build on Immutable ZKVM and the StarkX stack. So but they're up to 13,000 devs that are, that are working that have got accounts and working on products. Right. That's, on Immutable. That's yeah. that's quite a bit, isn't it? Or no? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. But it's, um, I thought, you, well, not the developer, well, on, well, if he said date a date around anything, it would mean 
in the next 12 months, the products that they're building are going to come out in the next 12 months. That's ah, okay. Developer. All right. I missed yeah, the developer hubs out now. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else from that? Nope. That's like, that, that? There, there's a lot, but we're, we've chewed up a lot of time. That was like two of the uh, big let, things. Let me, I, I've got some big things that you missed. Okay. Um, that, which was great because I get to say something and I like the sound of my voice. Up, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe everyone else doesn't, but I do. Uh, so they've just, they, he called it, um, in, and what was it called? Uh, he gave it a name, but it's a, the Polygon Immutable Joint Fund for bringing on for, for grants, early stage grants. So they've, they're Immutable's, 500 million developer grants on their own are not grants. They're not money up front. Here you go. It's it's incentivized grants that you've got to hit certain volume to get to unlock the grant. Correct. So it becomes helping the flywheel. They've now got a hundred million dollar um, early stage game grant system. So they're going to get in earlier and start giving money earlier jointly. Polygon and Immutable. Mm-hmm. So that started that started last month, which is amazing. Um, means more games in the future. So not just now, but in the future, the big games. They can get in early, lock in these big games that they think are going to be good with the big with the with the good teams. Um, you know, those grants come with demands to work on. Obviously, build on Immutable to KVM. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a thing, a little gem about Passport. Um, the Guardian tool. So there's a big. <clears throat> yeah, they've got a Guardian aspect to which is their machine learning aspect of, of the of the tool and it's um it is the thing that can control if an if it if like they've got this machine learning to, to for prevention so that's also been configured to only allow games to do transactions without without the user signing on their assets only which is huge that's one of the biggest problems of this interoperability of if 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 it, it would create if they didn't have that it would create a huge security risk that if one person could find one vulnerability they could hack and get everything yeah right well now if they find one vulnerability the only thing that's going to get hacked is that game because it'll block everything else which is the one negative to immutables interconnected ecosystem versus say sequence or magic that is their individual wallets for each game that they that they create where yeah so that to me was like a huge one the biggest point that i never thought of that the guardian tool that they built in will pr- pr- protect your assets so for example metalcore gets hacked your sharp bound assets are safe so that's amazing yep yeah, I, I, um, I remember hearing that part. That was that was really good. There was also. Oh, go ahead. You keep going. I mean, if you, I have one more point. But did you want to say something? No, I want to hear what you have to say first. I'll, there was something so, I forgot to say, but go ahead. Um. So the I forgot when they were advertising about ZKVM mainnet. Um, that they that they announced that it will first release to certain projects only. It's like special projects only. Mm-hmm. And that's so in, on the on, on the thirty first of January when we expect it to be released, um, ZKVM that is it's a it's a test net. Uh, no, sorry, it's a beta mainnet release. Uh-huh. The full release is not until March, which is open to everyone. So 
A little bit of a bummer from that message. I forgot that they had actually advertised that before, and that's what's going to happen. So it'll be limited games. So our guess of 10 or 8, eight games launching from the start may not actually happen. So, um, you know, it might not be any. So, be, but oh, maybe Metalcore, that'd be it. Um, but let, we'll see uh, with Wits following not long after it. Right. Um, they're not, yeah. they're in the, the full shebang of all the games on ZKVM won't happen until April 2025. I think I heard him say also. I was kind of, I wasn't expecting that. What did he say? I didn't miss, I missed that. So point. you were right. March of 2024, there's going to be a select amount of games that are on the ZK EVM using it, but the rest won't likely be happening until April of 2025, I think is what he said. No, because he also said throughout it, there's going to be 100 games launched this 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 year and 50 to 100 this first half. I'm going to so, have to go back and re-listen. Maybe I got it wrong. Yeah. I thought he was talking about Maybe the ZK EVM game, so... Apologies if I got it wrong, everybody. That's what I thought I heard. I... No, he might be talking about the. Um, um, I missed it completely, but I'm certain that March this year is the year that it opens up to everyone. Uh, but maybe okay. I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. We left. Sorry, for that we'll have to put some show notes in and and, and, and confirm what that what that is. In, in our so in our defense, that video just came out like 16 hours ago, plus all of our other prep for this three-hour show. <laughs> It's yeah. it's a yeah. lot to ingest, and sometimes we get things wrong, but we try to be right, and we will definitely check on it and go back and see. The beta uh, is in is in January, so if the game's ready to launch, Immutable's got bandwidth to help them launch, like to turn the white light, whitelist on and audit their contracts. It can go. I, I think maybe maybe it was April twenty twenty five when it goes mainnet, which but doesn't mean that games can't launch this year. Okay. It's going to be in beta, and it, and it means that you can product. It's production, beta's production. You can use it. Um, you know, beta is a word to say we're not finished yet. There's obviously there's app app chains. There's so much to do. There's heaps about provers. They've got a long way to go before they're going to be ready for. But the actual games can launch in January, and in March I thought this year that it'll be more open to everyone. So January to March is their their test period of their limited games, and then in March it goes live for everyone. That's what I thought gotcha. this year. Okay, I probably got um, that wrong. So, and the last last thing is that he mentioned twelve thousand games, or pro- projects, twelve thousand unique projects, building on Immutable. So, I don't know if I heard that wrong. Oh, and he's saying he only counts the two hundred and fifty as well funded games, and it could be like little. Anyone can build on it, mate. It's open right. source, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, but in one one dev, one project. So thirteen thousand devs, you wouldn't have. Not many projects would have more than two or three devs working on the blockchain side of it. So, to, so you, you, if you've got thirty thousand devs, are they all active? Are they all working on a project? Are they, you know, those twelve thousand doesn't mean twelve thousand projects are going to come out. Lots of them are going to be trials and going and left into the dust. But that's a huge number. So interesting. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention: uh, checkout. Uh, I, I know you know a lot about this, but I did not know that they were going to be able to, under the hood it'll automatically happen whether you're using l1 l2 or a credit card it'll take somehow some way with that magic that they got it's going to take the best route for you if you have multiple options and use that and i guess they're getting this this technology ideas from the way apple has structured their payment system with apple pay and I'm mm-hmm. sure it's with their third-party contractors that they're using to make this happen. And uh, I thought that was a pretty big piece of information. I forgot to mention that before. Yeah, I did too. That's a, that's really awesome. So just seamlessness, frictionless. You don't have to manually move your um, 
Ethereum from layer one to layer two will just do it for you for a payment, which means you'll have to pay gas and a huge amount of gas because you're in, interacting with layer one. Mm-hmm. But it's um, you know they'll it's still it's still on the zk EVM transaction as well, so you pay double gas probably, which is not much on zk EVM. Right, you'd be like three dollars, two between two and <clears throat> fifty dollars on Ethereum and five ten cents on on uh, zk EVM. Right. All right, I think we just move on to um, the next the. Uh, one of our final points is uh, non-immutable news is the Power World. Um, you know, we like to talk about one thing that's not at least not about immutable, and that's the biggest talking point this week uh, is Power World. What did you think of Power World? You know, I've been hearing a lot about it. I really didn't know much. It's it's a Web two game, right? Am I right on that? Or yeah. okay, so yeah. like I I have like limited time to keep up with Web three. I don't really keep up with Web two a lot, but I had heard a lot about it. So I went and looked today, and I was very, very impressed. I was like, oh, wow, this looks very good. And, hey, this kind of looks like Alluvium. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, obviously, some different twists and some different things. Uh, boy, their their uh, character profile screen with the gear and the stats, like, man, that was sexy. Um, yeah, they, it's all the talk of the town, and I see why it's all the talk of the town. And I seen some worried sentiment from the Alluvium camp of them stealing Alluvium's thunder. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a problem or not. I mean, would it, would it, did you see the actual team say these things? No, 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 no. I seen I seen people people on posts, not anyone from the team. No, someone from the team. I forget who. They were like, yeah, just. We're just going to sit here and wait for uh, uh, copyright infringement, or no? They put up like a tweet about. All these things that were being boasted about them, and then they had like a red X for copyright infringement. And I thought that was pretty funny because you know mm. the Pokemon style, and now Pokemon's talking about suing them. And uh, yeah, I, if I'm in the Alluvium camp, I'm definitely keeping my eye on this. Um, they don't have the play to earn aspect. That's what Alluvium has that they don't. But uh, yeah, I'm not worried about them. No. You know, the, the, the sentiment that I want to take away from it was <clears throat> that everyone's saying that, oh, they only had a small amount of devs and a small budget, and they within three years they have the game out, and look, Web3 crap, blah, blah, blah. Ah. But you've heard me say it before. You've heard me say it before. Like every, you know, the dev numbers and all that, and the budget and all that. Like how much depth is there to this game? And I've heard lots of comments about it being Unreal Engine, like they haven't changed the assets, like the... So they've just used the standard assets that are in, in it. So it looks, it looks to me like if you look at the game, it looks pretty bland to me. It doesn't look that good to me. Like the game's fun, you know. But I'm not, a, I'm not a creature collector player, so I don't really care about the games. That's why I'm not a massive on Alluvium myself. Um, but it's, it's like to compare. Like these, it just annoys me that people would don't have any dev experience whatsoever. Make these comments like they're experts on on development. This. This happened here, so why didn't you have it? The whole Web three sucks, blah blah. blah. <laughs> we already know that. We already know that entering Web three into a game adds forty percent of effort and cost to a game. It, it previously before immutable new technology, which is why they're winning so many games. You know, so that, there's that reason. But also, this is built in China. With have you seen how fast mine loader is developing? Yeah, China was. Do China's devs work for twelve to sixteen hours a day? Oh my gosh, they they cost. They cost barely a, a fifth of the salary of what the West salaries are for the same people, mm-hmm. and so and they they don't tr- change a lot. They stay more. 
It's just like the the Chinese army costs one tenth to build the rocket, the same rocket that America makes. You know, in the in the, in the defense, it's ten times cheaper because they've got better systems. They've got cheaper, um, process, better processes, cheaper cheaper uh, everything, um, raw resources, and you know they work better as a team because they uh, they don't have all these laws that prevent you from making people work to, you know twelve hours a day. Right. So, you know, you, you can't just go in there. Do you want everyone to be? Do you want every Web three game to be built in China? Let's do it. You know, like, like, just stop, stop talking about subjects you don't know about, man. And yeah, <laughs> that not every game in Web Two takes that long to build. Skull and Bones, mate, from Ubisoft, is about to come out finally after eleven years being made. Like, do they go onto Twitter and go, Web Three is amazing. These game, these guys should move to Web Three and build Web Three because Web Three builds games in five years. You know, like they don't do it; they're in reverse when they have an exa- one example of being poor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. You don't know the scenario. You don't know how code works for starters or how processes work when building code. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. That's it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That was a good take. I'm glad. And, I, I don't claim yeah. to know much about it. Like I said, I just started digging into it actually today. And actually, today was the first day I looked at the game. And, you know, I could see the comparisons and just going off of what people are saying at the moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's... um. It's it looks pretty like put together pretty quick and cheaply. There's no real nothing stands out for me graphics wise. There's no energy put into the world. It looks looks generic, and it's a cool little you know it's it, you know it's, it's this happens in gaming all the time. It's going to happen in Web three. There's going to be a game that no one expects comes out of nowhere that everyone starts playing and goes and gets a million players. And what game that is, no one knows because game is a sheep. They follow each other into yeah into into the game, you know, and they just and the, and really great games fail and really crap games succeed, and that's just what happens. Agree. In gaming. I agree. I agree. Well, we uh, is there anything else we got to cover? I think we're at the end, aren't we? Yeah, mate. This has been going a while. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a lot that happened. Another three-hour episode, probably. We're not we're not short-term or short-form content. We chop it up and kick it out because that's the only way we can be short. But whatever it is what it is. Uh, we're going into our final thoughts here. Uh, our our new segment that we started a week ago or two weeks ago, whenever we did it last. It's our second time doing it. So uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna chomp at it first? Yeah, I just wanted to say that. Well, I've already covered it. I've just realized that. I'm doubling up here, but Treeverse win endless clouds. It's um, you know, I uh, I was personally told to not um, dive into the negativity because um, this is a great moment for Immutable, but I just couldn't help myself. Uh, I had to, I just had to do it because of the sheer amount of salt we get, you know, coming out. I was just like drinking those tears up so much, and I just did one little tweet. Sorry, Immutable fam, like not the followers, the actual Immutable employees, but I promised I wouldn't write a tweet. I just couldn't help myself. I just had to do it. So, yeah, but um, I, I'm still not fired from the hero program for it. But, uh, yeah, I'll try to be more positive next time because it is a really amazing win. Treeverse is so awesome. And I will be doing some tweets and some content on Treeverse to, in the next coming weeks to just to highlight that. That's it. That's me. Awesome. Yeah. No, I... I get it. I totally get it, man. I I, I feel you. I feel you. It was it was more. I was expecting a lot, and they even beat my expectations, which is saying something. So, uh, my final thoughts. Um, how many how many months are there in the year, uh, Rubik? Twelve. 
Yeah, we're we're in January, right? So that's the first, oh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I you can't see it right now if you're on the audio, but I have a picture of uh the movie The Gladiator and the GIF is saying, Are you not entertained? Mm-hmm. We're in month one. And look at all these pure announcements. We've got cool <laughs> cats, we've got uh imaginary ones. We've got this katana in you just today, and Lupify's Treeverse, and we're only in January. ZK EVM is not even out yet, and they're claiming only half of the pipeline is out. And there's, uh, we heard today from that interview, uh, you guys were talking about it. The big one hasn't even hit yet, so. How, how is immutable left out of the conversation when the the big uh, is you? I'm going to steal from you the sinfluencers talk and claims of pure announcements rain down from the the pump and dump network. Mm. Uh, I, what is it going to take? What I mean, what more do you need to see of what is going on? And this is just this month. What all, everything that happened in 2023? How can you not be impressed and say? You know what? There might be something here at Immutable. Maybe we should start having the conversation. And how do we how do we tie our boats to this massive boat that's being built and starting to run and make waves so that we can collect some residual fallout from the massive waves and all the wonderful things that they're doing for the Web3 space. And at the same time, trying to act like the adults in the room. And that's my final thoughts for this week. Mm. Good uh, long show. Uh, thanks to everyone that listened the whole way through. Uh, we appreciate you. Like, subscribe. Uh, we need to um, you know, help with the algorithm to help us maintain, keep on doing this, help us grow, help us continue to bring you this ma- huge amount of news every week. Uh, it's, it's crazy how much news that one little blockchain can turn into so much news every single week. It's um Really, it's really a pleasure to, to 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 spend all this effort. So yeah, if we could get your like and all those things that help us, that'd be great. Yep, yep. Amen. All right. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you. See you next week.